everybody, and welcome to episode... I did not look this up ahead of time like I should have. 56 of Case My Mom Found. I am Mike Kelpton. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Who's with me tonight? Stephen JD. Stuart Hughes. Busted makes me feel good. It's me, Commander Damn it. again. <laughs> all right. I was all ready because I, I thought for sure Stefan was going to go into it by singing the beginning of the song. I oh, I was sure say, that was going to happen. I was pulling for none of you to say that so that I could actually say it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said anything. <laughs> I still check my bed every night to see if Ray Parker Jr. is underneath there. <laughs> He's gonna, not. I was going to say, we believe you, Stuart Hughes. <laughs> We're ready. Oh, and <laughs> and Lionheart, you want to give your real name? Uh, Emmanuel, okay. just in case, you know. <laughs> Not Emmanuel, Leon, Santiago, Rodriguez? Yeah, yes. I yes. said it wrong. No, you said it right. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> See your Facebook enough. Right for a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was good. I am not going. I did not say that. I... <laughs> He's not wrong. Oh, He's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And Stefan, do you want to introduce what game you picked out for us this week? Yeah, we're playing the Ghostbusters game that came out recently the NES. With, a, with a remaster. It is not the NES game. Or the Genesis version? Or reboot game. It's not a reboot either. He's talking about the other one. The 09 game, Ghostbusters, the, the video, video game. <laughs> the Ghostbusters video game. The there are others, but this is the this is the definitive official. I really, uh, I have to say, I had <laughs> I had a moment of panic earlier this week because, as Mike and Stefan know, and maybe Emmanuel as well, I was so fucking busy this week. I had like a shitload of crunch I had to do, so I basically didn't sleep from like Sunday to Wednesday. And around like Wednesday night, I legitimately like started panicking because i couldn't remember which ghostbusters game we were doing oh, and i looked man. it up and i was like oh shit there's like there's like 17 of them fuck which one did stefan say we were playing <laughs> and it was a brief moment of panic which was totally unnecessary because wow. mike writes it like five times in the comments <laughs> well, okay very at least very you important. didn't play the nes one and put yourself through that dude <laughs> i almost did i almost was like uh this is the one that stefan wants to play right because it's like the friday the 13th game right <laughs> i mean he I does like do bad games so. yeah i wouldn't do that to you guys that one's really bad <laughs> <laughs> it looks bad when i was watching the video about all the different ghostbusters game like there's a bunch of games called ghostbusters all over the place but we're mm -hmm. only talking about including one this oh, one yeah. because this, this is the one that we that we hopefully play. I hope that we all play. <laughs> I hope that we all play the same game, y'all, because there is two different versions of this game. There yep. is the PS3 yeah. 360 version, and then there's the PS2 Wii version, which are two completely well, different. That's actually games. <laughs> that's actually a good uh, brings it to a good question. Did, which version of this game did everyone play? Did anyone play the original, or did everyone play the remake of it? No, or the remaster I, of it. I uh, played the original one on PS3. It's the one that I have. Okay. The remaster is the one I was I looking played. it up. There's I, like very little difference, right? Aside from visuals and like one extra scene. I think that frame it's, rate is better in the remaster, but that's about it. I also know online achievements or trophies because in, I don't know if they took out the online in the remaster, but the original had online, which by the time really? that I played the, the game, which was in 2014 or something for the first time. Uh, it was already the servers were already shut down, so you couldn't get those trophies. Oh no! So, yeah. yeah, they're actually yeah. going to patch like... in the multiplayer 
for the no. remaster. Yeah, really? Oh, okay. I oh wow. That's so. after like <laughs> how long have the remaster's been out for like two years, hasn't it? No, uh, no. It's like last year. Two actually. months. Oh, yeah. it's just last year. Yeah, it's only been a few months. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. it came long. out in October. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I I hope yeah, that you're not awesome thinking though. about the other Ghostbusters PS4 game. That's 2016. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely played the NES one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was looking up though like videos of the original game and I was like this I mean it looks better but it doesn't look like that much better and I don't mean that as like it looks bad. I mean the original game looked really good for uh 2009. No, you're right. I I think the only thing they didn't really like upgrade was the cutscenes. Other than that, it's just like a upgraded version. Yeah, and even the original uh, PS3 360 game, I want to say it looks really good. At least the cutscenes, for the most part, it still holds up to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I played the PS4 version just because I was too lazy. I had the PS3 version, Not good. but I didn't want to go play on my PS3 because I was just like, you know what? So I just downloaded the PS4 version and played <laughs> I- that. I thought about buying the the remastered version, which I probably will eventually, maybe someday. I don't know, but uh, I already had the other one, so I saved myself twenty bucks. Well, I guess. you know, you got to get that platinum manual. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe <laughs> now that they've taken out the, gotta... <laughs> the online mm-hmm. trophies, at least I yeah. got uh, I got a couple achievements for this game, and I was like, why? Like, I forgot. I always forget when I get an achievement that, like, they still exist. Like, I understand the point of them still. I understand that people like getting them. But just for me personally, whenever I get an achievement, I'm just like, oh, yeah, achievements are still a thing. Watch what what you're saying to me, boy. You're talking about achievements, not trophies. (laughs) I mean, it's basically specifically Xbox 360 achievements. Okay, okay, okay. I, I forgive you. Because I don't care about achievements, which is weird. Little achievements. I care about trophies. I don't care about achievements, which is weird. But I don't know. That's how I work. (laughs) Oh no, I, I totally get that. Like, there's this weird thing that happened where, for the longest time, the only thing people cared about was achievements for Xbox. Like, Mm -hmm. the longest time people were like, "I'm gonna get this game, and I'm gonna 100. percent I'm gonna get all the gamer points." And I think part of it was when Xbox first came out, there was like some news story about the gamer points might be used for like either currency or like they kind of became a like a status thing yeah and then when playstation came out with trophies everyone was like well fuck achievements trophies is way cooler even though they're literally (laughs) the exact same thing (laughs) i think the only addition was like they added a special trophy for if you get all the other trophies yeah like well fuck this bullshit achievement (laughs) system i'm hopping over to the trophy you, you For anyone who get... doesn't know, me and Emmanuel are trophy hunters, so <laughs> I don't know why. We love platinum trophies. You said the wrong word. It's called trophy whores. Gotta get it right, guys. No. Trophy whores. No, no, no. I love that. I love that. Uh, that lights group that works for Rooster Teeth. Uh, trophy, trophy catchers. That's what. All right. Sure. <laughs> no one know what I'm talking about. Nope. No. Do they bust some trophies? Bruce with their play group is called Achievement Hunter. They have Achievement Hunter, so I changed it uh, to Trophy Catcher. I heard it was a joke. You gotta catch them all. I, trophy Mon. I don't know. <laughs> that was that was kind of funny though. Oh, but I should say the, the original version of this game, the 2009 version, when we all, I think some some of us played that, some of us played the remastered. It was published by Atari originally and was developed by Terminal Reality. It looks like on here. 
Well, actually, that's that's right. But this wasn't the first game that was being made. There was one being made by a company called Zootfly that had made yeah. like a basic demo. And it, that was the first thing I saw of this game was that Zootfly demo. And I thought that that was going to be the game. So when this came out, it looked nothing like that because and, they uh, they hadn't gotten the rights from Sony and just basically wasted their time making a game that they never finished. <laughs> and I, I have to bring something up here because I at something weird happened with this game and I don't understand when it happened or what exactly went wrong or what like uh, like occurred with this. But I swear to God, at some point, Ghostbusters, the video game was listed as being developed by River Hillsoft. I shit you not. River Hillsoft, the makers of Overblood and <laughs> other games, was listed as the maker of the Ghostbusters 2009 game. I could see that. <laughs> Interesting. It, there was a point where I swear to God, this game was listed as being made by River Hillsoft and published by EA. And I was very mm. confused by that because then at some point it changed and I I couldn't like I can still find some information saying that River Hillsoft made a Ghostbusters game, but it's like unclear if it was this one. And I don't know what's going on. It's like I, I watched history change and. I'm not like a big conspiracy theory guy, but now I've got some weird conspiracy theory where they were like, we got to wipe River Hillsoft off the name of this. I mean, that happened a lot during the PS3 and 360 era. We saw a lot of games that initialized with some studios or being published by some, you know, like EA or Activision or something and then switched at, at like the metal process or something. So maybe maybe they could have started or had the idea. I don't know. That's that's. Hmm. It's there's some weird shit going on with this game because like at some point like Infrogrames was involved as oh what yeah when they like owned Atari they owned Atari and so Infrogrames was like oh, publishing yeah. the game and yeah, then like yeah. Activision was developing or Vivendi was developing it and then they merged with Activision when Activision became Activision Blizzard and like yeah. the, all that big merger happened Damn and it, so man. like the development of this game at least in terms of like who actually did it is kind of a mystery. <laughs> And I don't understand Ooh, where that happened. That's kind of spooky. It's strange. <laughs> kind of odd. And I don't know who to call about it. The Ghostbusters. Uh, that's who you've got to call. And when you when you Google River River Hillsoft Ghostbusters, nothing comes up, by the way. No, not so. anymore. No, it used to be Ghostbusters. <laughs> it used to be the 2009 game that used to come up. Because I did it. I swear to God. I Googled River Hillsoft Ghostbusters a long time ago, and it came up with the 2009 Ghostbusters game. Are you sure that this isn't one of those Bernstein, Bernstein situations, my uh, Stu? I don't. Well, maybe. I mean, Stu like does live in Virginia Beach. The entire video game is. So maybe Stu is really a warlock. And he went mm. we're talking, he sees the future. Interesting. We were, Are we you experiencing some paranormal uh, activity at this present <laughs> moment, Stu, at your house? We were just talking before the podcast started about how I live uh, about a mile and a half away from where the last witch trial happened. So, well, don't hesitate to pick up the phone and call the professionals. Games in my house, podcast. And my house is definitely haunted. It 100% is fucking haunted. I don't care what anybody says. I have people that will not stay in my house anymore because they are convinced it's haunted. Okay, I got a funny story that I don't know. I never said before this podcast, so I'm going to now. Okay, like I, I live in an apartment. And at one point, we were wondering, we have we have a door in our bedroom, and it kept closing, like it would open and close, open and close, and people were like, oh, it's because the window's open. I'm like, okay, window's open, that's the problem. 
And then we and then we tried the windows closed, still happening. I'm like, okay, maybe it's something else. Like, oh, the patio, you know, door is open. Nope, that's closed. And then one time Tiff is recording, she's like, you know, I wonder if we have a ghost or something. She had something, and also the door just slams really loud and opens back up. <laughs> and and it never happened again. Like all I mean, we've been living here now for over two years, nothing. It just stopped. Like it never happened again. And it it, it was happening like consistently all the time. Like a good week or two, it just kept happening, and there was no variables. It was just, it would just happen here and there. You start talking about it, we would sit in the room, it just happened. The door would just close, and <laughs> it was the weirdest thing, and, and it hasn't happened. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure we had a ghost until we pissed them off and they left. So, maybe That's you had a level weird. one spectral apparition. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. At the, at the moment that you mentioned uh, <laughs> the existence, it decided to disappear for its own good. I should try it. <laughs> I actually, I tried to get the ghost hunters came to Virginia Beach once and they were, they were going to like the Cavalier Hotel, which is like one of the most famous haunted areas in the city. And it's been, it's actually been on a couple episodes of like ghost hunters and like any, a lot of ghost programs have been there and covered it. It's like a famously haunted hotel here. And when they were in town, I actually like emailed them and tried to get in contact with them to get them to come to my house. Cause I was like, I just need to know that I'm not insane. Please come here and convince me that I'm not insane. <laughs> Like I went through everything like I would go, I'd close all the vents. I would check all the vents. I'd check all the doors. I'd check everything. I would lock doors at night just in the house because I would just hear like walking around and like doors would open up and I'd be like, what the fuck? I know I locked that door because I was being like, it may be like OCD. <laughs> I go around and I make sure all the doors were locked and I made sure like all the lights were off and I made sure all the TV like all the TV was off downstairs. So this is why you got pal cards for all your doors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually... Yeah, I'm convinced my house is haunted, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and before so we break this out too much, too much longer, um, Stefan, you had something that you wanted to mention about this game before we dive into it? Oh, yeah, so growing... I just wanted to say real quickly that, like, I grew up with Ghostbusters, and one of the stories that my dad always told me when I was younger was that I would basically do everything they did in the movie. So, like, if Ray was, like, sliding down the fire pole, like, I would jump <laughs> off the couch like I was sliding down a fire pole. <laughs> like, you know, if they, like, when Gozer knocks them down, you know, like, are you a god? Like, I, I would fall down with them. <laughs> so, I don't know. I have very good memories of the movies, and that's basically why I put this on the podcast, is because of uh, Stefan. Only Zool. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and i should say there will be spoilers for ghostbusters movie i'm positive um Both and this game is technically movie. the third movie we never got for that yep. it would have been the trilogy yes. you can tell yep. this takes place what i think want to say five years after the first one it's four mm. years after on thanksgiving in 1991 that's what it yeah. is and it's yeah. not like it's not like they came in and were like we're gonna write the, like our own sequel to this they actually brought in dan Aykroyd and harold ramus and had them help like write the game and basically help like direct the entire like they had i mean they worked with like dan Aykroyd, harold ramus ernie hudson and bill murray and they were like help us make this game help us make this script that you have into something basically yeah i was like ghostbusters go to hell yeah. um <laughs> but one of the interesting, weird freaking facts about this game is that they were actually going to recast Ernie Hudson. Oh, wow. really? Yeah, right. they were not going to have him in the game. And Bill Murray literally stepped up and said, if you guys don't hire Ernie, I'm not doing this. Well, I, this <laughs> like Bill Murray's a fucking saint. <laughs> like, yeah. 
I know he also, when like developing this game, he also like in his contract for him being in this game, he said everyone gets equal time to right. like because it would have been so easy to make. I mean, just like look at like any like movie or TV show or game that comes out based on a previous franchise. We're like, we're just going to focus on this one character that people seem to think is funny. And Bill Murray had the foresight to be like, no, the the reason that Ghostbusters works as a team is because you have the entire team there. That's, right. the, that's what makes it enjoyable. And so I was surprised. Like, I had never played this game. And going in, I was like, I was like, oh, my God, this feels exactly like Ghostbusters should. I was right. so ready to hate it. I was so ready to be like, oh, great. They're just going to make like the main character is going to be like Bill Murray. And you're only going to hear Bill. Mur- Not that there's anything wrong with Peter Bankman, but you're only going to hear Peter Bankman lines the entire time. <laughs> well, this and this that actually wasn't the first time that Ernie Hudson's got the shaft either. He actually auditioned for the voice of uh, his character in the real Ghostbusters cartoon, and they didn't give yeah. it to him then either. I don't know because it's like why it's for I no no offense to Ernie Hudson, but he's not like you know crazy high A list actor, right? You know, like he he was like a, a marine that just like took up acting and happened to get cast in this amazing movie. <laughs> right. Oh, fun yes. fact. He lives in Minnesota and I met him once. Oh, I, actually, I have met Damn him. Damn it, well. Mike. Why I'm... didn't you get him for this episode? <laughs> yeah, I met him. in. Uh, <laughs> I met him in Richmond at Galaxy Con. He's a very, very sweet man. Nice. I he, he went to my store where I was working at at the time. And I wanted to get a picture with him so damn bad. And he seems nice enough that he'll do it, I've heard. But the guy that I worked for at the time would not have been okay with me pulling out my phone and getting a picture with Ernie Hudson. Because he was a very, um, we'll, we'll go with strict. This is uh, recorded. Uh, um, see, I, I would use other words. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I won't forget that. And I texted my wife and she's like, I hate you. <laughs> she's a big Ghostbusters fan. And here I'm meeting her, talking to Ernie Hudson. Hey, don't hate Mike, hate the guy. Oh, man. I, I would have just... pulled out my phone and just been like, this job's not worth it. Come here, Ernie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, Ernie. Real job. friendly. Real nice. I mean, he and we were talking to him and he, and he was telling us how sometimes I run into people like, I think I like you look familiar. And he's like, you look like that guy. And he's like, I get that. He doesn't even tell him that he is. He just goes, I get that and walks away. <laughs> I think he's got that like, like, I always feel bad saying this where it's like, I don't want to like diminish it where he's got that perfect level of fame where I'm not saying like, oh, it's it's like, oh, it's good that he wasn't more successful, but he's got that perfect level of fame where it's like, OK, he was just he played this iconic character and he has that with him forever. Right. And people will always recognize him as this iconic character, which can be bad. But he seems to be like such a sweet man where he's like, like, I'm Winston. Like, yay. It's so it, nice to meet you. It's kind of like Bruce Campbell and Evil Dead. Like he yeah. like ashes his character. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah, it's uh, as much it's as much as part of him as like the a- actually being Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Ernie Hudson, though, can't say enough nice things. Just Damn, seems like man. a very, very sweet man. I will. That's cool. But too, I, I really want to meet him again at a convention so I can actually get a signature and a picture with him. I do it for us, Mike. Of all. See, that's funny, because of all the Ghostbusters that I could meet, the one I want to meet the most is Dan Aykroyd, because Dan Aykroyd is fucking insane. Oh, yeah. Dan, Dan Aykroyd, for those who don't know, Jesus, by the way, if you haven't seen Ghostbusters, I mean, what the fuck are you doing with your life? I can't even like we 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 aren't going to explain Ghostbusters to you. You should know what Ghostbusters is. Yeah, <laughs> like I actually watched the, the movies before uh, today. I watched them all. Oh, I, OK. I watched all three of them, including the bad reboot. <laughs> including the other one. I've never seen it. 
I want no, to. I had, I had, I had uh, never seen the, the reboot one. It's eh, incredibly unworthy. Eh. But I love how, like, like Bill Murray has just become... Bill Murray is kind of like, he doesn't give a shit as an actor, which I kind of love. Like, I get that he's probably very, very hard to work with. I've heard he's very hard to work with because he just gives up on movies. Like, you have to... <laughs> when, they when they shot Groundhog's Day, they had to shoot it in a very specific way so that by the end of the movie, when he's, like, all depressed and wanting to kill himself... That's not acting. That's just Bill Murray being done shooting a movie. <laughs> that's that's wow. how Bill Murray is. That's how he acts. Well, but then, like, like of course, Harold Ramis is fucking like he was a, a genius. Rest in peace. But then man. Dan Aykroyd basically has just become his character from Ghostbusters, where he's just like <laughs> an insane conspiracy theorist that has his own vodka. I was man. gonna ask if you had seen that. <laughs> I've actually I've had his vodka. It's okay. Oh my god. It's okay. The Crystal Head vodka. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's not bad vodka. Um, um, it's it's what I would expect of a of a multi. Uh, it's what it's what I would expect of a multimillionaire who's completely insane. <laughs> Where I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like he. If, if anyone just wants to feel better about themselves, just watch an interview of like Dan Aykroyd and just feel so bad for the person interviewing him. Or he will just like they'll ask him a very basic question and he will go off on these insane rants about oh, like yeah. alien invasions and yep. how like the lizard people are taking over. And it's not like it's not like Alex Jones, like angry conspiracy theories. It's just it's like he's tapped into this and he's so excited to tell everybody else about it. <laughs> yeah. He like was uh, he was recently on Joe Rogan and it I like I was like, what is this interview? Because he was just going off on crazy alien shit. And Joe Rogan was like, Dan, you sound fucking insane. I don't believe any of this. I'm like, what is this? This isn't even an interview. It's just two people yeah. arguing. All right. Yeah, Within because five minutes, he's telling to... everybody to like check all these like obscure websites that he knows about and like that he like partially owns. He's like, check the websites. They're out there. The evidence is out there. Check like. Like, didn't he have like danaykroyd.com or something for a long time? And it was like just this weird conspiracy theory site. It was just like pictures of UFOs and like Bigfoot. And yes. Shit. Yes. Oh, I man. remember that. I want to meet Dan Aykroyd so badly just so I can like, I could be like, hey, man, I believe too. And just like watch him go insane. <laughs> I throw I it off. <laughs> I never knew Crystal Head Vodka was his. I used yes. to see it when I worked at a liquor store a long time ago. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. I would recommend no it. one else on this planet crazy enough to do that except for him. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course he has his own vodka brand. Of course he does. A crystal they... head, too, named after the fucking aliens. Oh, from... you oh, have and... Mike, you have got to see uh his video explaining the goddamn vodka. Because he oh, just yeah. goes on and on about and we found this on the plains <laughs> of uh uh, I don't know, uh, some some places in <laughs> South America or something where the, uh, you know, the crystal skull thing of of uh, Indiana Jones and all that shit. Yeah, I know the whole on and on and on and on. Story. That. He actually, like, oh. they actually he made it at the same time as Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of Crystal oh, yeah. Skull was coming out. And Steven like he called Steven Spielberg because he was worried that Steven Spielberg was like going to sue him over it. And Steven Spielberg offered to have Crystal Head Vodka served at the premiere of the movie. <laughs> That's a real thing that happened. Wow. People just like God bless Steven Spielberg for just recognizing this very specific brand of crazy and promoting it. Just being like, yeah, he's not hurting anybody. He's just insane and it's hilarious. Let's just throw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two things. 
Well, one thing I want to say before we actually talk about the game that I was watching the movies that made us, they talk about Ghostbusters and they like, I didn't know this until that, that he actually, his family was all involved in the paranormal. And that's why he wrote this comedy is kind of oh. based on his life. Right. That makes sense. But it was supposed to take place in like different dimensions and they were supposed to like be hopping through trying to chase ghosts that way. It wasn't it wasn't as grounded as it came out to be. That's where Harold Ramis came in and made. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the original movie is. And yeah, again, apologies to the audience. We're going to we're going to talk about the movie because it's probably like one of the I I would I would say it's one of the best movies ever made. Yep. Yeah. I think without a doubt. And 100%. like that, it, it's just such like it's like the purest example of lightning in a bottle of just everything came together perfectly mm. to make this like it was going to be this insane story. But then, yeah, Ramis came in and was like, hey, let's ground this a little bit and right. just set it in New York. And we'll set like we'll set it in like the city streets and in the sewers and in the subway station and just make it a little more like closer to home. And just everything came together perfectly to make it the best thing ever. It's it's so weird, too, because originally it was supposed to be John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. Yeah. But John Belushi died. So then they asked John Candy to be in it. And he wanted to have like two Rottweilers on the set with them in <laughs> yes. every scene or something. Yeah. So so then they're like, no, that's not going to work out. <laughs> which which I'm glad be, because that would have been weird, but. And would have it would have definitely made the movie worse. But don't you kind of want to see that version of the movie with John Candy just has two Rottweilers with him the entire time? <laughs> it seems weird. Just uh, like if if you want the best example of kind of what happened here was we had Harold Ramis who was like he did like Groundhog Day, like that's probably like the go-to movie Groundhog Day, which is a weird movie, but it's very realistic. Everything that's happening in it, you're like you're on board with immediately. He's living the same day. I understand. I my belief is suspended. I'm with you 100 percent. And you look at like Dan Aykroyd, whose other work is like nothing but trouble, which is the weirdest fucking movie you'll ever see. It makes yeah. no sense. It has John Candy in it as like a weird like sheriff that is like half deliverance, half insane, half like it's 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 unbelievably odd. Yeah. Apparently Chevy Chase was a dick to him on that movie, too. <laughs> Chevy Chase is apparently just a dick in real life. Yeah, Which, I don't know. And I, I think once you, you know, once you star in uh, Christmas Vacation and Holiday Vacation or Christmas Vacation and uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, you're kind of allowed to be a dick. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I like. I feel like Chevy Chase is one of those actors where if you find out that he was like, he's just because he never seems like he berates people so much as he's just an asshole. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, I like he. I mean, for uh, Community, he would just go around being like, "This writing is shit. You're a shit writer. Like this is bad." This is a dumb joke. I don't like this. I'm not going to say this, which is terrible for like to work with. But it's Chevy Chase. Like the dude kind of knows comedy. <laughs> yeah. It to be like, OK, yeah, he's an asshole, but he's still Chevy Chase. That's <laughs> true. All right. I think we but I, I do want to <laughs> since it's almost been half an hour, we've been doing this. Yeah. Um, one thing about this game <laughs> is that it puts you not as any of the actual characters from the movie, but you're no. the rookie. Yeah. Who joined the team, which the I thought was rookie. Which is, I thought was really cool. Like I thought that I thought it's cool. They found a way to fit you into the game and just be some random guy who's trying out for the Ghostbusters, even without you having to play any of the other characters. And even then, most of the game they're around you all the time, which I also like because then you have it where they can revive you and they're involved. Yeah. And 
Yeah, you're, you're never, you're job. never, you never play as the rookie alone. You you always have someone. Couple times. Yeah. Well, I, there are a couple moments where you are alone. I mean, but, yeah, I, yeah, I know, but for the most part, you know, well, those like, are like some of those are like the actual horror segments because this game actually does have horror and it does kind of do it effectively. Oh yeah, I agree. This game is the best version of Dead Space. That's what this game is. Oh, 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 oh no. <laughs> Mute you. Uh, <laughs> no, it is. I, I think this game is the best version of Dead Space. I think this game has, it's Dead Space, but it has like so much more going on. Where Dead Space is like a great game. It's a horror game. It's it's specifically a horror game. Like you could argue it's a horror slash mystery, but like you're just, it's a survival horror. You just got to get out. Whereas Ghostbusters is like, Okay, this is like the horror section of the game, and it's actually creepy, and it actually is unsettling because you're like completely alone. And oh yeah, these are actual ghosts that are going to kill you, or that are like actively trying to hurt I, you. I disagree, but I also want to say this is a third-person action game. Yes. So for those that aren't, that's how this game plays, and it it, it mm-hmm. handles well. Like you have the different blasters, you get, or mm-hmm. your proton pack, and you get a few yeah. different enhancements. I Which... never used them. Like uh, Space, you have all of your information on the back of your fucking proton pack, which, mm-hmm. by the way, fucking Dead Space ripped off Ghostbusters. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, what year did Dead Space come Dead out? Dead Space came out in 2000. Oh, well, I guess Dead Space came out in 2008. So it was in development was... at the same time. Uh... This game was in development first and it came when? out. Le- it came out later. So this. This came out in 2009. Yeah, it came out in 2009, but then yeah. development started when? 2006? Uh, some say 2006, some say like 2004. There's a lot of mixed information there. Okay. Because it, it transferred over to a couple other companies, like I said. Yeah. A lot of people say 2006, but I've, again, I don't want to get all conspiracy theory about it, but I'm convinced <laughs> that this game was being worked on by other companies before 2006. Embrace your inner Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> I'm becoming Dan Aykroyd. Just by the (laughs) end end of this episode, I'm like, drink vodka. Aliens are coming. (laughs) The other thing Um, I want to say is that they do a really good job of getting all the actors, the models to look like they would in 1991. Yeah. Yeah, And they they find a way to bring in so many people. Like you have, I can't remember her name, uh, the secretary early on. Yeah, she plays just herself just fine. Like you go to so many areas from the movie too and they found a way to work it in like it's really too bad this wasn't a movie but it, it it's some really there's some cool parts like even the intro wasn't bad when you have the tutorial mission where you're running around in the basement of the firehouse trying to catch slimer like i think it was slimer wasn't it yeah yeah, uh, yeah. okay yeah slimer as like the kind of mascot of the series is yep just kind of like flying around the whole time fucking vico is in this game yeah, you know, the Carpathia is just in I, your your Ghostbusters hangout. You talking <laughs> about the painting? Yeah, yeah, the painting. Yeah, just there. I wish. I, if, uh, I, if, I do have a question about that though, because uh, again, I saw both movies uh, earlier today, and at the end of Ghostbusters two, that painting turns into the Ghostbusters and not Vigo. Yeah. So right. is that like a continuity or or something? It's probably just a fun little thing they wanted to do, but I yeah. I don't I think a lot of people don't know that that guy who plays Vigo he is a boxer like from some other place, but he was actually overdubbed so by Max von Sydow, yeah. who played <laughs> Ming and Father Karras. And, but the the guy who actually played Vigo, there's a whole video on him on YouTube. He's actually a really bad person. Oh, <laughs> is he really? Some, he's done some seriously heinous shit. Oh, I mean. Man. When you look like Vigo, though, like that's yeah. 
It's like when uh, all those stories came out of like just recently of a uh, of not to date this this episode, but since uh, Gritty just got in trouble for hitting a kid, everyone was like, <laughs> everyone was like kind of joking about it. And I was like, I mean, come on, like when you look like Gritty, like hitting a kid is kind of expected. <laughs> Gritty, the <laughs> mascot you're talking about for that, yeah, the Flyers yeah. mascot, the giant okay. orange abomination that exists. Yeah. That people like more because of the child assault. People like him more because of it now. <laughs> like, that's not even a joke. He learned from Anakin Skywalker to, yeah. you know, take care of the younglings. <laughs> but fucking, okay, yeah, you know, like, even me. shows up and he's just like, he's just in, he's just in your, your, God, what the fuck is the name of the Ghostbusters uh, fire station now? Um, there's like a special name for it. I don't know. Ladder or something. I forgot. Uh, Ladder 49? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, but he's just like I a pulled it out of my ass. But like, <laughs> he just like he just mocks you like you go up and say hi to him. And he's just like he just mocks you in like weird, like old English sayings Wait, the entire time. You can talk to the painting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you can interact with a lot of things in the firehouse. Oh, I didn't like, know that. Fucking ladder yeah, company I, I, is the building. Personally, I didn't do it in this playthrough. I did it the first time that I played the game, but in this playthrough, I was just like, we gotta get to the mission. I don't have time to interact with anything. Wait, wait Mike, isn't Ladder 49 a movie, you liar? I don't know. I just pulled yes, it out of Ladder my ass. Ladder 49 I is a movie, mine. now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, Ladder 49 is a movie about 9-11, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I want to say, I liked the idea of playing as a fresh character this time around more than I did the first time that I played yeah. the game. Like, I... the, f the first time that I played it, I was so against the idea of playing as an original character or as a silent protagonist or whatever, because I wanted it to... I wanted the game to be literally the third movie, and I was like, this, this character is not going to exist in a third movie. So I had to, like, you know, <laughs> take that out of my mind for this time, and I, I, I liked it more this time around. Yeah, well... I, well... You should say that the Ghostbusters themselves are now contractors to the city. So yes. if anything they damage, the city now has to pay for it, which is yeah. part of the game. Actually, it shows you how much money is racking up every time you damage something. Yep. Yeah. Kind of the system. And there's actually two trophies for that one where you have to do low uh, or you can't do too much. Damage, property damage, and one where you have to do like an insane amount of property How damage. You know I was blasting everything. I was I was writing my name on the side of fucking walls. <laughs> like, you, put, you put a proton pack in my fucking hand, I am going crazy with that thing. <laughs> I mean, it's in the game. It's pretty sweet that you can actually just write up the walls and just that the you can see the damage uh, stay there for some time. I was mm -hmm. trying to think about because I like I said I went into this game blind. I had never played it before. Okay. And what going into it, I was like, I wonder how they're going to do it. Because I always knew this game existed, but I never looked into it. I never like made an effort to play it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I wonder how they're going to do it. Because in my mind, there'd be two ways. You either play as you either play as Winston or you'd have to play as a new character. And I was mm -hmm. like, if they add a new character, it'll throw off that di the dynamic. But right. it didn't because they made really him badly. silent. <laughs> it didn't throw off the dynamic because they made him silent. So it, it, they just kept the same essence as in the yeah. movies, basically. Yeah. Because like the whole first movie, it's it's you got your like you kind of have like your your team of three for a while. You've got Bankman, you've got uh, Egon. Egon. I always called him Igor. You got Egon. <laughs> you got oh, Ray. Father. And then like Winston shows up and Winston's kind of like the everyman that is like he brings the team together. Mm -hmm. But he's 
to well, the audience insert character where he's he's just like he doesn't really have any skills like everybody else has a very specific skill he's like the everyman you're supposed to be winston in that in terms of that movie well that i think sense. the comic books did him justice in that later on as they had to write more and more, more stories he finally got a degree in parapsychology or something yeah I mean, yeah, even um, I mean, even in like the second movie, he is like much more of a authority on everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like holding the team together when they're fighting. He's one of the ones that's like, what are we doing, guys? Like we're beating the shit out of each other. (laughs) Like Winston becomes like the glue that holds everyone together. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say he's the Hawkeye, but he's way better than Hawkeye. (laughs) Don't you be disrespecting my boy Hawkeye, man. But (laughs) but even like. He's the comic book Hawkeye rather than the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, Okay, uh, okay. I can kind of forgive you. Well, there. I was like, I wonder if you're going to play as Winston or if you're going to play as a different person or if you're just going to play as a person and like the other Ghostbusters will be like giving you assignments and you don't actually see that yeah. much of them. But I was surprised. It's like, yeah, you're like you're this kind of unnamed rookie. And no, you are called rookie. Literally. Yeah. Everybody, rookie. I love that everyone calls you something different. Like. Uh, e- Egon calls you rookie. Vankman call what does Vankman call you? He calls you like like the newbie or something. And the then, new guy, yeah. The yeah, new guy. And then Ak- Dan Aykroyd, fucking Ray, just calls you a uh, young blood the entire time, which is so <laughs> weird, but so perfectly Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it. He's like, hey, g- come on, young blood. And it's like, something about that is wrong. And I don't know what about it is wrong, but something about it is it's just not quite right. <laughs> One of the writers was like a Rob Liefeld fan. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love I love that Winston is like he goes back and forth on not liking you and pretending to be your best friend the entire time. He's <laughs> like, yeah. like, I don't know how I feel about this doobie. And then by the end of the game, he's like, I always liked you. You were my favorite. I just never told you. Yeah. When you rescue him. Uh, oh, wait, wait, I shouldn't say that. We're, we're going to talk about that later on. Maybe. Go on. Yeah. Maybe if we right remember. <laughs> we'll get there. There's a lot okay. going on in this game. Oh, man. I do- I do want to mention, like, one thing that was cool, like, even the first real level in this game, you go back to Hotel Sedgwick. I know I wrote yeah. it wrong in the outline. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's Sedgwick Hotel. <laughs> and I thought that was really cool that you got to go back to an old place from the movie and you're running around trying to catch Slimer. And there's a there's a cool there's a, a scene that cracked me up still. I mean, one, they find a way to connect it with the overall story where you have this girl who's there who's, who's running out of, the, out of the hotel and they find a way to connect that later in the later on in the story. But other thing that was hilarious is you have a part. There's a bar mitzvah. They're like, you can't go in here. There's a bar mitzvah for whoever the fuck it is. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. They say who it is. They just say there's a bar mitzvah. Oh, and it's very yeah. important. Was, and it's going to start in 15 minutes. So we gotta. You can't go in. It's very important. I destroyed everything on purpose just because I'm like <laughs> oh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a trophy too to destroy the ham or something on the table in there. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't drink, uh, it, you can't have meat at a bar mitzvah or something. Is it yep. weird how you guys know what trophies are in these games? Huh. Uh, weird. <laughs> weird, I know, right? Well, <laughs> it's it, so. I know, that's another joke. But I, I like that, I like that start because it was, it was like, okay, we need to ground this to like the Ghostbusters story. So you're going back to the Cedric Hotel to catch Slimer. And at first I was like, oh no, it's just going to be a retread. But then like enough stuff enough different things start happening where you're like, oh, no, this is a different story. It's like something else is going on here. Like the yeah. introduction of this new character and uh, uh, immediately like you fight the Stay of Marshmallow Man again. And I was like, oh, they're just going through the entire first movie. Right after this. Yeah, they go through the entire first movie minus the Zool stuff and um, uh, Gatekeeper uh, yeah. stuff. 
and they I kill think... the fucking Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and it's like, okay, now the game starts. Like, <laughs> the game starts with literally killing the bad guy from the first movie. <laughs> I mean, that level is a it's freaking awesome. Like you're running oh, around the street, so cool. kicking cars at you. You're climbing a building, and the final fight with the Stay Puft Man is they throw you off the building. Yeah. And you're hanging there shooting his face as he's trying to climb up the building. Like it is a great scene and it is so it's much fun. Crazy. Yep. It's <laughs> it's you get like it's it's so much more than I would expect from a Ghostbusters video game where I'm like Ooh. I was in it and I was like, oh my god, like they're playing with scale, they're playing with like the environment. Like, I'm hanging, I'm on like suddenly I'm facing down and the environment has completely changed. I'm standing on a building and the stay puff marshmallow. I'm like, holy shit, like we're fucking doing this. Yeah, actually, it's, it's definitely like a greatest hits of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. they've got to do all that so that they can kill the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and say, OK, now we're telling like now we're jumping into what we want to do and it's going to be completely different and it's going to be great. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's that tease to say, like, this is still Ghostbusters. Don't worry. We're still Ghostbusters. Well, the other thing is that we didn't mention, like, when the game first starts off, you see they're having a Gozer exhibit at the museum. Yeah. And higher Gozer exhibit. And something (laughs) happens and everything kind of like, you know, has like a a big psychological burst, let's say. And and I thought they did a great job of trying to really connect the first movie and this movie with everything with Gozer and that whole idea of the um, where the architect and the god and everything like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, the or, second movie yeah. too with the slime they like they bring it all back like yep they they take the world that they have and they use it all to it's like to its greatest effect like this mm-hmm. exists in this universe so we're gonna find a way to make it make it make it make sense and it all does everything makes sense like even the your library part was just a fun freaking level too like i love how they're like they're going back to the library and one of their big concerns is to get the god what is her name the, the gray lady. The gray lady. Who oh, really, yeah. They only want to get because Vankman has, not Vankman, uh, uh, Ray, Ray has this like hard on for catching her because she shushed him. <laughs> I yep. love that. Yeah, and they keep, like, and throughout the whole level, it's like, they're shush me again. She shush me again. Yeah. Like, it is just... <laughs> There's a great part where they're like, they're like on the verge of catching her and she turns around and shushes Ray. And it's just like all hell breaks loose because he just can't handle being shushed. It's <laughs> just it's like, oh, we're doing this. <laughs> they, uh, the line that got me, because there's a line very early on where I was like, I was reticent about the game still. I was like, okay, like, this is good so far, but I'm still cautious about it. And there's a line where they go into the hotel and Ray is uh, complaining about how they just cleared this hotel five years ago. Why are there so many more ghosts in it all of a sudden? And Egon says, Egon says so matter-of-factly in the perfect Harold Ramis way where he's like, people die every day, Ray. It's just like, okay, I'm on board. That's it. That made me fucking, like, that made me laugh so hard. I am so into this now. <laughs> like, that's the line that got me. People die every day, Ray. That, that was funny. Just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like so, it's so matter-of-fact that he has nothing to say. It's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's just like okay yeah we're doing it this is this is ghostbusters like pure ghostbusters writing like this is because i actually read the uh the script that stefan mentioned earlier too which if you're a fan of ghostbusters at some point you've probably heard about this not a lot of people i think have read it but it's just called i think it's just called ghostbusters go to hell right yeah 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 and it's just this it's, this game is just adapting that script to a game and it's perfect it's great mm-hmm 
it's basically what happens. It almost made me think, after playing this game, it almost made me think, we didn't need that third movie because this easily takes its place. Yeah. Yes. It easily exists in that 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 hole that was left. They like they even bring back a lot of old characters too, like Walter Peck. And yeah. uh, for some reason, Bill Murray's brother is like now the mayor. Oh, God. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. Oh, that was Bill Murray's brother. Yeah. In the first movie? Yeah. Or in real life. No. I didn't know that. No, 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 no. Not in the no, first it's... movie. There's a different mayor in the game than the movie. Yeah. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Isn't that the guy that plays the ma- the mayor in this game was the same guy in Wayne's World, right? That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's no, kind of like the was arcade. Yeah, yeah. If you need like, he was like, there were there were two actors that filled that, or three actors that filled that role. If you needed a skinny guy with a weird voice, you went with uh, like Pee Wee Herman or <laughs> or like Polly Shore. If you needed a fat guy with a weird oh, voice, God. you went with this guy. What was his name? I forget his name. It's it's something so regular. I'm looking. I'm trying to look it up now as I'm talking about. It. You go with this guy, and if you need the in between, you go with like Bobcat Bobcat Goldthwait. It's like there were like three actors that <laughs> filled those roles. <laughs> it's like, yep, like if it's the 80s and you need an actor with a weird voice, you go with one of these three people. That's it. Yep. Occasionally you have uh, Gilbert Gottfried if he wasn't doing commercials mm. and shit. What an asshole. <laughs> Fuck, what was that guy's name? Um, I got nothing. I got nothing. Look it up right now. Okay, while you're looking uh, it up. Talk, like, talk over me. Did... Was it David Mark? No, it was a different actor in the first movie. Keep going. Talk over okay. me. It up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First, since we did kind of blow over the first level, I do want to mention that Fisherman Boss was kind of like I had to like oh, that yeah. where he, he destroys one of the stairwells as you're chasing after him like that. And and you have the water just kind of happening all over the hotel from what um, the ghost is doing. That was a fun. Yeah. That was a fun fight. It's uh, his name's Brian Doyle. That's right. Brian Doyle Murray. David Mark Willis played the mayor, Mayor Lenny Crotch, mm-hmm. which uh, <laughs> Bill Murray called him uh, Jock for some reason. <laughs> hey, what's up, Jock? I love that he's like the hard ass mayor. He loves them so much. That's one of my favorite things about Ghostbusters that the mayor is like so on board with say immediately. He's just like. Yes, I believe you. There are ghosts. You're fighting them. I'm going to give you all the permits you need. <laughs> Fucking right. do it. Go. Go save the city. <laughs> yeah, which creates a nice little dynamic between them and Walter Peck because he kind of has to oversee them yeah. and they have to work together. Otherwise, they're all going to be fired. Well, I, I love <laughs> that in the movie, Walter Peck, I mean, in the game too, Walter Peck works for the FDA, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he is a federal agent for the FDA and David Mark Willis is Mayor Lenny Klotch. He's the mayor of New York. So he's not like enough. Like he's just the mayor. He's the mayor of the city. And yet for some reason he can like overturn anything. This federal agent says about these very strict federal guidelines for safety. I mean, <laughs> it's New York. Come on. <laughs> like the FDA comes in and says like, this is illegal. This needs to happen. Here are the strict guidelines to running a nuclear reactor. The mayor could not step in and be like, Nah, <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> well, We're going to build a nuclear reactor on 8th Street. Fuck it. If it blows up, it blows up. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. You know what really happened to the uh, actor who played Walter Peck, though? When the movie came out, people would like yell at him in the streets and like chase after him to try and okay. beat him. Up. It's yeah. like the, uh, the Joffrey effect. <laughs> yeah. He's so good at playing such a piece of shit character that people can't like that disconnect him from that character. That he's bad. Yeah, 
I love that like the actor who played Joffrey just like he was like, ah, I'm not I'm not gonna act anymore. I'm just gonna go to college. Like I'm done. <laughs> I played a character that everybody was... hated for the rest of my life. People will know me as this character, so I'm good. <laughs> Is that what happened? I don't yeah, know. he like he just stopped. He was like, All right, I'm going to college. <laughs> Damn. Which, it's just like he just walked off the set of uh of Game of Thrones. I mean he you know, I mean obviously he couldn't hang around after he fucking died, but <laughs> it was just like, Yeah, I'm um... going to college. <laughs> But yeah, as, as you were saying, Mike, basically when you fight the fishermen in the Cedric Hotel, the world kind of changes almost like, like uh, Silent Hill a little bit. Yeah, which yeah. I thought was really cool. Yeah, I love all the little things they do. Like the, there's a surprising amount of little touches that just make everything feel so like connected and immersive. Like you'll be going through the library and just books are flying off shelves and like doors are flying open and filing cabinets are flying open and like throwing papers everywhere. Just like little touches just make it all work really well. But also the libraries, when they really start to kind of pull the story into what's happening, yeah. like you, you're chasing after the gray lady and you're fighting all these different things. Like there's one part you go in the kids section in the library and that, and you just hear the kids laughing. That just creeped the hell out of me in that part. But yeah. when you finally get to the gray lady, as you're, when you're going through it, you find out that she was murdered by an occultist or someone that was involved. The collector. The collector. Collect- mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and the collector was involved with uh, the architect from the first movie, correct? He was involved go- with... He was a Gozer worshipper. Yeah. Was, yeah. It's kind of setting him up at this point as, like, the big, like, the biggest bad. Like, he's the he's the one who's kind of, like, been behind the scenes of a lot of stuff. Which I, I love how they do that, too, because it's... Uh, you have Ernie in the background. Ernie, I'm just gonna yell on Ernie. You have Winston in the background, who's like, <laughs> like you're with, like you keep running across. Like you, typically, how this game goes is you run across three of the Ghostbusters, and a fourth Ghostbuster will give you advice. Like he'll be the oversight on the mission. Like they'll be in some control room, or they'll be in some area where they can't connect with you, but they can give you like hints. So you'll have a four man team and one person directing you. Mm-hmm. And during this scene, you've got like. You've got like Ray and Egon and Vankman all running around with you. And I love that Winston is like, like he's like taking time and he's like, ah, I'm too old to like chase around all these ghosts. I'm just going to go through all these old periodicals in this library. And like while he's doing it, he's like, hey, I, I keep finding all this stuff about the collector. <laughs> like that might be something interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. Winston's like actually doing shit. He's actually researching and solving all these problems. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's the first time in the game, too, I think, where you get separated from everyone because all the bookshelves move to kind of make a maze to where you're by yourself. Finally. Yeah. And I love the lights that. go out. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Like, that's when the game gets like genuinely scary for a bit. Oh, yeah. And it's like this is like you're going through this library. And just like this is supposed to be a comedy. What's happening? <laughs> I, I really, I'm not laughing. Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that boss fight with the great lady too. When you have What's going on <laughs> after you fight, you get to where like she was murdered, and you find the cult book, and you ha- and you're fighting her, and you have these books that are rotating around her that are projecting oh, yeah. the shield. God, that part was yeah. like I yeah. I would have died on a hard of any hard difficulty than casual. Mm-hmm. That fight is not great. Okay, so it wasn't just like, me that hated it then. That's no, it's no, it, it goes it goes on for a little bit too long with the whole. Having to destroy multiple times the those stupid books that keep rotating. And again, yeah, yeah. They're hard to hit. Just like you, I played it on casual. I played it on normal the first time that I played it. This time I was like, nah, I'll just put it on casual. I don't got time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. Try I playing it on hard. <laughs> I thought about it. I there a trophy about for that? 
Yes, yep. there is a trophy for beating it on the highest difficulty, I think. I thought about pumping it up, but I was just so fucking tired this week. I was like, I'm just going to play a fun little casual game. And then yeah. I didn't realize I'd be playing like a full fucking game. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is what is this like a good like what you say, like 10 hour game, really? No. Yeah. I'd like six to eight. So you think six to eight? I'd say seven to ten personally. Yeah, I, just, I think it's uh, it's like around eight. Oh, I think that I'd eight kind you of. You could get it done in like five or six if you were really going for it. But I was. <laughs> well, yeah, but there's like, well, you also had a walkthrough, I imagine, right? Oh, well, not really. Not I did not very often. I just okay. had no time this week, and I had like one day to play this game. So all okay. I do is play this game. They just burn through it. Yeah, I'm like I I I I would say I, like I tried to play through it fairly quickly because I had to put it off for so late, but. I mean, I still took a little time and was like, oh, I'm going to go like around and explore a little bit. And so, I mean, if you just if you play this game like a normal game, you take your time, you walk around, and explore, I'd say it, it could be a, a 10 hour game. Easy. OK, because mm-hmm. um, there's this like a, a lot to kind of it's not really open world. It's it's pretty linear, but it's got like the whole hub world of the Ghostbusters HQ. And there's like a lot going on that you can kind of go experience like there's collectibles and all the levels of like mm-hmm. I like one of the collectibles, just like random telephone. And then it gives you like <laughs> yeah. a little like tidbit about it. It's like legends say like anybody who receives a call on this telephone will die shortly after. And it's like, well, why mm-hmm. is that in the fucking hotel lobby then? <laughs> <laughs> I was collecting them up until I got to a point when I got all the money to upgrade all the all the pro, all the packs. And I was like, OK, I was fucking done. I didn't care about killing things. <laughs> I didn't care about artifacts. I'm like, just get me the end of this game now. I got uh, I got the trophy. I yeah, same. Love- any game where you upgrade your character and it changes the way your character looks. And this game fucking does that. Every time you upgrade that proton pack, it adds like a little extra bell and whistle on there. And oh, it's, I didn't it's catch that. It's just like, yeah, yeah catch it extra flashing lights or like they'll throw like a little bit of tubing on the side. It's great. Well, it's great. It's, uh, even more better is that if you beat it on professional difficulty, they give you the black jumpsuit and a gold Ooh. proton pack. Ooh. Oh, Damn. Looks like I'll be beating this game on professional difficulty. Oh boy. <laughs> infinite proton ammo. I liked um I, I, I jokingly said this is the best Dead Space game, but uh for a while there I thought this is the best fishing game ever made. Because <laughs> it yeah. plays like a fishing game. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> you gotta you throw every ghost you catch. I I finally got to feel like a Ghostbuster. I felt exactly like how a Ghostbuster should feel. You throw the trap on the ground and you have to wrangle the ghost into the trap, and it's like Yes, this is perfect. This is this makes sense. This mm-hmm. is exactly how it feels to be a Ghostbuster. I'm involved. Yes, I'm so happy. <laughs> I wonder, did this game have the 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 you know like many other games like become the Batman, become the Spider Man? Did this have did this have the the whole become the Ghostbuster thing marketing ploy or I, not? I don't think so. Uh, this game kind of didn't have any marketing, from what I, I remember. Know. <laughs> I was going to ask earlier, did this game even sell well back when it released? It, because it I don't did. Remember. It sold 300 or, or 300, 3 million copies. OK, so pretty okay, good. So it's, it's pretty. I hard. don't remember. I remember seeing like I found one commercial for it. But I remember when this game came out that I like it came out and I was surprised that I didn't really hear much about it beforehand. Like it, it reviewed pretty well. It reviewed like, you know, uh, eight, eight point fives. Mm hmm. And I was like, that's weird. Like, I really should. I'm surprised that it's not kind of talked about more or I didn't hear more about it after it was released. Yeah. I mean, pretty solid game. It is back in the in, in the in those times when licensed games are still 
not completely, you know, people uh, tend yeah. to gravitate towards them because it's the same year that Batman Arkham Asylum also came out. And that <laughs> initially people were skeptical of that as well. So, yeah, yeah, I, I was I had to wonder about that. Like, did Activision like not have quite a, enough faith in the game? And like they were also going through their murder. So I wonder if it just kind of like fell through the cracks a little bit. I remember I have I have an issue of Game Informer uh, with this game in it. I remember reading about it. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, that sounds cool. I should play that. But I don't, I think I saw like one other commercial and I it was it kind of flew under the radar. It wasn't like, you know, Call of Duty where there was a commercial on every five fucking seconds. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> oh, man. <Yeah. laughs> no, I mean, the Call of Duty commercials are usually pretty cool, but it's, it's like I'm surprised that the game didn't get higher marketing i have to wonder if activision was like well it says ghostbusters on it people buy it because it says ghostbusters and they did so maybe they were right yeah the name well, sold itself maybe <laughs> it's like if we put sorry not activision. if we took if we put a box on the shelf and the box says ghostbusters people will buy it no matter what yep <laughs> okay i wouldn't go that far but <laughs> Oh, we well, were talking about earlier with the library. No. Um, after you beat the Grey Lady, like when you go yeah. to that alternate dimension, that was kind of, I didn't like it, but it was kind of cool. Yeah, that's the ghost world. That's basically supposed to be like hell. That's, that's why like it was hell. like Ghostbusters go to hell. But yeah, you, you acquire okay. the Gozerian Codex. Yes. And that boss fight was just <laughs> stupid against Alistor or something I wrote down on here. Aletzor. As Zetlor, Excelsior, Excelsior, the collection, like Excelsior, Spider Man. <laughs> I didn't like that fight. I, I just, um, it, it was annoying. You had to pull like the mask off him or something. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. I, I felt like <laughs> it sounds odd to say this because I really did love this game, but the boss fights were the weakest aspect. Yeah, of it. I was just yeah. gonna say that for everything that this game does well, the boss fights are the only thing that they're like, mm, not great. Yeah, uh, great. This the, this was the hardest boss on professional difficulty. You literally have to use those portals in that room. <laughs> Otherwise, you're not going to beat them. Yeah. <laughs> I never used that on I never used those portals on casual. So I, Casual, you just stand there. See, I, yeah. love, uh, I love the, the hell world just because I, I liked any new area because I just liked hearing all the Ghostbusters react to it and talk to each other. That was yeah, this yep. like the best part of the game. Definitely the, the highest strength the game has is all the Ghostbusters are in it, and it's just being with them in this different area. So you go to Hellworld, and like immediately, Ray is super excited about studying it, and Egon's like, "Oh, interesting." And Venkman's like, "The Venkman's like, I wonder if there's any girls here." And Winston's the only <laughs> one freaking out. Like he's the only one panicking about how they're in hell. <laughs> the only normal one. Yeah. So. Winston's like, I, I say he's the everyman, but he's so much more than that. He's the only human being in a group of complete lunatics. <laughs> he's the <laughs> ground. The and he's like, why are we in hell? What's going on? We're going to die. And everyone else is just like, I can't wait to study this. <laughs> Interesting. Uh... It. <laughs> but I did like how, you know, they, they, they did take that thread from the from the first movie. They wrap it up. And they make it work like this. This did feel like the end of a trilogy where they're wrapping up the, you know, like what happened in the first one. Yeah. And also, like, even when you go back, like, then you go to the history museum where everything is happening. And I I really did enjoy that level. Yeah. They're basically following uh, Mandala nodes, which are going to open up like the 
ghost world and merge it into the human world is what it yeah. is. It's mm-hmm. you know what it is? It's it's literally the plot of the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> it is. <laughs> They're trying to I merge the worlds. They're trying to merge both New Yorks. It's the God, same plot. That makes sense. Remember when uh, Bankman was like he uh, needed Koopa coins? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. No. Keep going. Oh, like, both of you. No. You guys oh. don't remember that? No. 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 Well, they never made a Mario up. movie yet. <laughs> well, I remember also when Winston was driving the Ecto One and he saw a bomb. I'm just saying that was Jesus my favorite Christ scene. That's the best scene in the Super Mario Bros. movie with that oh, bomb and people are just flying off the road. <laughs> you go inside the museum. Like, well, I really enjoy that level. Talking about that, it's worth mentioning. Like I, I played the shitload out of uh, like Luigi's Mansion um, when that oh, game came out because well, yeah. to yes, me yes, that yes, was yes. like that was like the best Ghostbusters game that I could have had. So I was like, yeah. oh yeah, this is like the closest I'll get to a Ghostbusters game, not realizing that there was a Ghostbusters game that was awesome. I mean, when you think about it, Ghostbusters, I mean, Louise Mansion was inspired kind of by Ghostbusters, the movie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This yeah. game was inspired by Luigi's Mansion. So <laughs> it all comes back full circle. It's like the uh, the Tomb Raider Uncharted thing where Uncharted took inspiration from Tomb Raider, which in turn took inspiration from Uncharted. And now Uncharted is trying to be more like Tomb Raider. It's just like yeah. back and forth constantly. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Like <laughs> I'm so glad that everyone knows that reference. Also, Luigi's Mansion wow. 3 plays a lot like this game. Yeah. Like with the whole slamming, mm. uh, slamming mechanic uh, and all that. Kind of. Uh, there's no Gooigi. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically, you could say that you are the Gooigi of, <laughs> of yeah, the Ghostbusters uh, because you don't talk. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion is a little bit more brutal in that Luigi fucking gets killed immediately doesn't he um, oh no i'm thinking of super smash no, you're Bros, thinking of the uh, smash brothers cover yeah. so <laughs> but nintendo is like harder than fucking ghostbusters like we're just gonna fucking kill luigi now he's a ghost motherfucker what are you gonna do <laughs> like ghostbusters afterlife paul rudd has to die right like that's the only way for them to come back at that they have to kill uh, paul rudd and he has to be a ghost like frightener style and uh, it's all the mysteries know. um but that's, uh you know, for all of the all of you people listening and you have never played this game, just think about Luigi's Mansion and it's basically yeah. that, but uh, mm-hmm. less cartoonish. What if, what if instead of Luigi doing his like, like every five <laughs> minutes, it was just, you know, Peter Bankman snapping jokes at uh, Egon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Egon! Hey, Egon. Egon. Is anybody oh else God. a little Egon shocked at how... And uh... Egon. Oh, fuck. So I, know. I was saying... <laughs> Can you tell I practice my Luigi noises? Yes. Mario. 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 M. Humpy. The best function in that first Luigi's Mansion is the humping. Oh yeah. Uh, That's my go-to noise. That's the wah. That's him humping the uh, humping the dressers. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, keep going, Mike. Okay. So as we were going through the museum, that was probably one of my favorite levels. Like I like the part when you're going through, like you go through the Egypt Egypt exhibit, and Winston's like, oh, "I spent half I was living here at one point when I was writing my thesis or something of that nature." And then there's also a part when you go through and you have the Civil War ghost. Like I I'm a oh, big man. history buff, so I was real happy during that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part was was real good. I just I really enjoyed that level. Like I had a lot of fun playing through the museum just as it was i didn't really and plus i like how you have the whole time you're chasing after this ghost that kidnapped the girl which worked out well for the story 
that you're trying yeah. to rescue this entire time. We haven't mentioned her. Her name's uh, Dr. Alessa Selwyn, I think. Uh, and she's voiced by... Who's that chick from Charming? Charmed? What, what's her name? Alyssa Milano? Yeah, yeah. That's Alyssa Milano's voice? Yeah, so what happened was Sigourney Weaver was supposed to come back. And she couldn't when they wanted her, so they hired Melissa Alyssa Milano... And then as soon as they hired her, Sigourney Weaver was like, okay, I'm free now. And they're like, well, we already hired Melissa Milano. Alyssa Milano. So, sorry. <laughs> uh, but I think if it was for the better, I because otherwise having like uh, Sigourney Weaver's character being again the center of, uh, of this whole thing would have been like too obvious. Like in the first movie, uh, it was her. In the second movie, it was the baby. So, well, it kind of would have tied it up in that Dr. Selwyn is an ancestor of Shandor. So, I mean, it kind of would have made sense why she's always getting attacked. But no, okay. yeah, I'm I'm cool. OK that it was someone completely different like that. That's yeah. kind of interesting to know that they did try to get Sigourney and this is what happened. Mm. Yeah, I, was, I was wondering why they why she didn't appear in the game. I yep. think that also Rick Moran is he's not in the game either. He doesn't yeah. act anyway. I know that tired. he doesn't act, but you know they could have tried to at least put something <laughs> of him. Eh, that's that's eh, that's him. More, dark. he just doesn't want anything to do with that world anymore. Come on, we 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 need a dark helmet. <laughs> <laughs> also, like even just like I like I felt that it did a good job of really adding a lot of stories. You're running around the museum. You have the part where you go down below into the sewer system and you see all that slime, which is a reference to the second movie, I guess, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's black slime this time. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I vaguely remember the second movie. It's been a long ass time. I watched it. <laughs> even that boss fight was kind of fun too. When you finally get to where all the slime is being like kind of pumped around, and you fight the chairman who was part of the cult, who was involved with the architect. Like I, I thought that was just super interesting to me. Everything was just really cool with that. Yeah, I think. I think the whole set piece of the museum was simply just there to have like a variety of ghosts, like the Civil War ghosts and like the mm. the indigenous ghosts or whatever. <laughs> but I, I did you stop and listen to the Civil War things, the little boxes you can press on, Mike? Nobody got time for that. Exactly. Oh, uh... <laughs> uh, no, I literally this like, OK, for what's going on in my real life, I'm doing 50 plus hours, seven days a week or six days a week, full shifts these next couple of weeks. So I like I'm just like, got to beat it, got to beat it, got to beat it. So Yeah, that's that's like, actually kind of missed that, though, because they do have some fun Civil War facts there. And I think it's a trophy, too. <laughs> you and your <laughs> trophies. Yeah. <laughs> OK. And then even like kind of what the next level was on here. OK, so then you go back to the hotel. That was a fun part. And you go back to Sedgwick and now everything's been locked down. They shut down the hotel. They don't want you going in there because you find out that it's one of the other Mandela's. Mm -hmm. That's the right word. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that was a that was fun too, where the the where every like you start seeing just random like what we would consider real ghosts in our world, if you believe in that, they, and they see that, like, oh, they can't hurt you. They're not really there. Like that was cool. And wandering around the hotel when and all of a sudden you see this black widow woman let's say with a black widow on her back and a knife, like walking around who you find out as part of this like supernatural story. Right. Yeah. Because the reason you see you're seeing all the ghosts is because they're attracted to the mandalas because it's going to merge the worlds. That's why they're there. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then you do end up fighting the spot 
spider lady and like a big web like area like, of the hotel. I liked everything with her a lot. Like I enjoyed like I enjoyed how everything becoming all like, you know, spidery with webs everywhere and a little mm-hmm. spider. And then when you fight her in the end, she like grabs I don't say she grabs or she's trying to, you know, like she'll grab like bodies and you'll see bodies hanging around and she's jumping on things to heal herself. Like it was a it was a it was another really creepy scene of this. Yeah, game. I, I, I think will that say that was the creepiest for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I kind of don't, don't like spiders. So <laughs> I like how you the entire Puerto time Rico. Uh, was just like <laughs> like they're describing the situation. All the other characters are hopping on the radar, like radio, like, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of uh <laughs> Bodies hanging upside down. They're like, oh, I don't want to be a body hanging upside down. <laughs> it's like, if they seem to be drained of blood, I don't want to be drained of blood. This certainly that looks bad and unsettling. I don't want to look bad and unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Emmanuel, you live in the you live in Puerto Rico, though. There's got to be spiders everywhere. Uh, there's spiders everywhere, man. You know, I mean, I, there's there's not like deadly spiders or anything, but, you know, I still see videos of spiders from other places that are huge or that are <laughs> terrifying. And I'm like, no, don't you guys have uh, husband spiders down there? Uh, I wouldn't know if I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I live next to like brown recluses and black widows. So I have to like I look this shit up constantly because I'm like, is this going to kill me? What is this? What are, what are you? Are you going to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to die? <laughs> are you going to kill me? Spider, tell me. <laughs> I got briefly better about uh, not worrying about black widows so much. And then my a guy that worked for my dad got bit on his finger by a black widow and he didn't realize it. His whole fucking like his veins turned fucking red. Oh, and, damn. His like fingers started going necrotic, and they were like, he went to the hospital, and they're like, yeah, we might have to amputate your hand. And he was like, motherfucker, oh, I didn't even realize I got bit by a spider. <laughs> Jesus. Thankfully, they were able to like save his whole hand, but I was just like, fuck me. Like as soon as I hear a story about that happening to a person that like is so like tangentially related to me, I'm just like, oh fuck, like, I gotta, I gotta kill every spider I see now. <laughs> I hate spiders. And, it, and I want to. And it was the next Mandela is the one area of this game that was completely <laughs> brand new or is not a real thing where you go to the Shandor Island that all of a sudden is now yes. rising out of the Hudson River. I like how they go there on a boat, a Ghostbusters boat called Ecto-6 because like, they've got like four other like Ghostbuster like vehicles somewhere. <laughs> uh, it, it was a fun level like it. It was it was longer, but it was still cool running around. I didn't like all the times I had to use a stupid slime thing to pull levers or move a bridge because I hate the slime tether. But other than that, it was really cool. Yeah, I actually enjoyed like that. that. I was like kind of surprised that they were like, oh, we're going to throw in some some physics puzzles in here. So, like, OK, like, sure. Yeah, let's do it. It reminded me of um, I don't know if anyone's ever played Tiny and Big Grandpa's Leftovers. Mm-hmm. No uh, idea what you're talking about. It's a it's an indie game. It's like a super tiny like indie game that's just all physics puzzles and it gave me that kind of vibe and i was just like okay yeah i'm totally cool with this this is cool i'm like building bridges and shit <laughs> and i didn't enjoy it i mean i didn't <laughs> mind the level i didn't mind that you had to go rescue all the different like ghostbusters because they all get cap- most of them get captured and i do like the whole like have you found vexman yet we weren't really looking for him. do we need to find him like i enjoyed that humor about not not caring about Bill Murray's character because I I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about Do Bill Murray's character. Get Venkman? I like there's a point where Winston's like, um, and we should probably rescue Venkman, and Egon's just like, eh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if we come across him, 
And then <laughs> when you finish the well. level, Ray is like, wait, did you see that? You saw what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I missed all the cool Oh, shit. yeah, he just wasn't there the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, tell me everything. And they're just like, shut up, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I mean, the boss fight wasn't that great when you fight that giant slime monster thing. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I just didn't, I, I didn't really care for it. I was enjoying the story of the game, and I wasn't, that was one, after the Black Widow boss fight, which was kind of fun, this one was kind of like, bleh, just get, let me, yeah. get me to the end. I'd say yeah. aesthetically it looked badass, but the actual, yeah. like, taking it down was kind of boring. Yeah. yeah and I think uh, the only bosses that were really good in this game were the Fisherman boss and the, and the Spider Lady boss. I think that those are, for me, the most memorable ones, mm. honestly. The other ones are kind of like, eh. Yeah, it kept making me think of, um, like, I kept thinking every time we fought, I fought a boss, I was like, I was like, I wonder if this is necessary for this game to exist like i wonder if i wonder if you have to do bosses in this scenario and i was like i think you do i don't, I don't know if like i don't know what the solution to that is i don't know if it's it's like fix the bosses and make them a little bit more balanced make them a little bit more fun or just take the bosses out altogether. i don't know which of those would make the game better mm-hmm. this is like there's an argument for both like having the bosses is definitely kind of part of the gameplay but like I don't think anyone's playing Ghostbusters the video game because of the cool boss ghosts. They're playing it because of the Ghostbusters. No. <laughs> I highly agree with that. Yeah, so, I, I, be, I was I was curious the entire time of, oh man, if they just took out this fight, like would this still be a fun segment? Like if they replaced this boss fight with just a lot of ghosts, like like a horde style situation where they're like, oh, we got to get to the boat and like twenty ghosts are chasing us and we can't stop and fight them all. We just got to get to the boat. That'd been more fun. I think. Yeah, I think that would have worked for uh, a couple of the sections. Be like, yeah, we're just going to get rid of this boss fight. It's just you're being overwhelmed. And I, yeah. I love boss fights in game, but it was just it was that was one of my I didn't care for. I think that they just had too many boss fights, like maybe just leave. Like I said, the fisherman, the stape of <laughs> the spider lady and maybe the last boss. And that I think that those would have been enough. <laughs> Are you telling me that Zoot Fly and River Hill Soft and Terminal Reality and Red Fly <laughs> Studio aren't known for their boss fights? Oh, boy. <laughs> the the uh, seven different companies that made this game. I do want to say that the last level was pretty fucking cool, though, when you go to Central Park after all the Mandela's <laughs> yes, have finally so opened up and you realize, because after you ruin their plan on the island, they're like, you know what? We'll just use all the ghosts you've been capturing for the last, like, six, seven years. Right, because yeah, Walter right. Peck is possessed. I like that how they set cool. that up too. They set that up in the very beginning. It's they wrote this game like a movie, and it works so well. Rarely in a movie, like rarely in a game, do you see a kind of Chekhov's gun scenario set up so well like that. Like usually, like you'll be playing like a like an Assassin's Creed game, and there'll be a character that's like, "I'm gonna help you off right in the beginning." It's like, "All right, you're the bad guy. I know you're the bad guy because that's the trope <laughs> in this game." But you don't really see that movie trope of like the very beginning of this game. There's an issue with like Slimer gets out because Slimer is obsessed with their new containment unit and he accidentally like hits a switch and he lets one of the ghosts out and it causes a whole bunch of chaos. At the very end of the game, they just like they're like, oh, shit, they hit the containment unit and blew it up. And it's the same scenario from the beginning of the game, but it's way worse. It's like, yeah, that's that's how a movie operates. And I love that in a game where they base it off that logic. Right. It's perfect for this. It's just, okay, yeah, everything that happens in that first level, it's just going to, that first section, 
that's just like setting everything up and the very last level is paying it all off. It's perfect. Yeah. And, the- and using uh, uh, whatchamacallit, um, what's his name? Bill Murray's brother as the mayor, Mayor mm-hmm. Mulligan. He ends up being the true culprit and I the one possessed that. by Shandor. Yeah. That's great. I was like genuinely not expecting that. And it it's it's funny. It makes sense for like I love that he is uh they're like Oh, like you tried to like use Gozer and become a god, and you tried to use Vigo the Carpathian, and they're like, "Wait a second! If you tried to use those the first time, why aren't you using them again?" He's like, "Because they keep failing me." It's like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, <laughs> yep. It Wait, totally this, makes sense. Chandler was involved, involved in the second one. So Gozer was the hot French lady in the first one. Yeah, yeah. Zool. Yeah. And uh, Vigo the Carpathian was the bad guy in the second one. They're all like everything the slime has to do with this. That's why you have the black slime. And then in the first one, Gozer was like Shandor worshipped Gozer, but Gozer sucked. So Shandor kind of took over and became a god somehow. That's yeah. what happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just like these like, um, yeah, it's 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 something that doesn't really happen in games. Like, you'll uh, I, I like all three Mass Effect games, even the third one. I like them all. And in those games, you have characters that are like the the big bad characters like, oh, I'm just going to use this and then I uh, like get rid of this group that like kind of like screwed up. Like, I don't care about them anymore. I, I've, it's rarely you see a game where uh, like a character that's been in the series for so long ends up being the big bad guy. And it's like, yes, I've been pulling the strings from like behind the scenes the whole time, but everyone kept fucking up. And so I eventually just had to take over for myself. And again, <laughs> the Thanos thing. Fine, yeah. I'll do it myself. It's <laughs> it's not, it's not even like Thanos because Thanos is like okay, yeah, you know he's the big bad, and he's like, but he's not like the un. It'd be like if in Harry Potter, if like Quirrell from the first Harry Potter movie was like Voldemort keeps fucking up, so I'm just gonna kill kill Harry myself, and he ended up being the bad bad guy of the seventh movie. <laughs> it's like Quirrell comes back and he's like, everyone keeps fucking up killing this kid. I don't see what's so hard about it. I'm just gonna take over and do it myself. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's it's, it's it's a it's funny. It makes sense. It's perfect Ghostbusters writing. And I think that's uh that's what happens in the the script too for the third movie. I think right. I believe so. Yeah. Get the basically that guy. Shandor <laughs> just comes back as Satan, basically. <laughs> I like to imagine when they were writing the scripts for these movies, like Harold Ramis came in and wrote the script and just went to Dan Aykroyd and was like, "I need something crazy," and just let Dan Aykroyd talk for five minutes. Like, all right, there you go. That's the bad <laughs> and, guy. And, and Gozer takes over uh, Gordy Weaver's body and possesses her, and he's the he's the gatekeeper. But you need the keymaster. <laughs> oh, like perfect. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and also, like the the girl that you were chasing after, that's been like in every single part. She's in the museum. I don't know if we mentioned this or not. Like you find out she's related to Chandler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's okay, a Chandler. Adlam Chandler. And he's trying to sacrifice her because he needs a blood sacrifice of his lineage in order to yes. come back or something. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's his like grand, 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 granddaughter or something. Yeah. An ancestor. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. And, and like even that final fight when you go to the he takes on the destructor form which I can't even remember what it looked like now and you go to the ghost world again it's like even that was kind of fun what the hell did he look like also I yeah, forgot looked like a statue out of God of War or something yeah it's okay. a weird like that's exactly what it is it's a God of War fight all of a sudden where mm-hmm. you fight him in the center of C- Central Park in this like gazebo type thing <laughs> and then that becomes like his mausoleum it's actually a really cool it's a Silent Hill transition to like to this hell realm all of a sudden 
Mm-hmm. You gotta fight him a second time. And it's like, what the fuck? Okay, sure, let's do it. We're going for it. <laughs> this, and, we're, we're, it's Devil May Cry all of a sudden, and I am totally on board. <laughs> but uh, it, did, it did wrap up, in my opinion, it wrapped up the story kind of well. Like, it made sense that this is where it's going. Yeah, yeah, they they he actually right before Shander dies, he says, but I'm a god. And Egon says, we eat gods for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it in typical Ghostbusters fashion too. like afterwards. Ray is like, we eat gods for best breakfast. He's like, was it too much? He's like, no, no, I think it worked. I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love when they find Peck hanging up with Alyssa because um, Peck gets possessed. Alyssa gets possessed and they both get like kidnapped. And you find them both hanging up by chains, like one on top of each other. And Bankman's still like, like for a brief moment, he's like, ah, there's Peck the bastard. And it's like, he's hanging up by <laughs> chains, Peter. Obviously, it's not him. And he's like, maybe he put himself up there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so obsessed with Peck being the bad guy. <laughs> I love it. I love how they hate him so much, though. Yeah. I mean, he's easy to hate. It's just I like. I like how he gets the rookie. He's like, get him down, rookie. And he just uses his proton pack to just shoot oh, him yeah. down from the yeah, like 20 feet onto the hard concrete. Yeah. It gets that up was to funny. Immediately, he's like, I'm shutting you down. It's like, dude, they just saved your life. And I get that they're assholes, but like, <laughs> that's kind of their thing. They're the best superheroes ever. They're the best worst superheroes. Yep. And then the ending of this like sets up the upcoming movie more than anything else it feels like where during the credits they're like (laughs) during the credits they're like five is just too many ghostbusters hey rookie how would you like to open up your own ghostbusters in a different city (laughs) oh yeah Uh uh-huh so it'd be funny if like afterlife paul rudd's character was actually the rookie from this game or something (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, Ghostbusters so International back could, to it. Yeah, it could fit the the time frame kind of. I heard some people saying that it was that Paul Rod's character was a uh, goddamn it Sigourney Weaver's kid. I've heard a lot grow, of theories. Yeah, like he's growing up. But, kid. He's a uh, Venkman's kid. But Venkman's kid is one of the like the oh god. I think the the girl Eleven is that who it is? Is the chick who plays Eleven in Stranger Things? Or am I just completing uh, every teenage actress? Billy Bobby Brown is her name. Yeah. Is that who is in it? No, no. no it's it's, um, uh, it's, it's, the, the, other, it's the other one that, that's in Stranger Things that I forget. Finn Wolfhard is in it. Because yeah, Stranger, Finn yeah. Wolfhard. Yeah. I mean, like, all credit to that kid. He is fucking working his ass off. Um, yeah. And I, I'm I'm hoping he doesn't have like the whole like child star thing and burn out because he's actually a really good actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's the girl. The chick in it is... The girl who played the young daughter in Haunting of Hill House, who did a really good job. She's also a really oh, good okay. child actress. She's like 13, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, Paul Rudd and Carrie Coon in there. I, I, I don't know. I'm excited for it. It looks like it's kind of going back to this is more of like a comedy set in a, I don't know. Do we want to even like talk about the 2016 movie at all? <laughs> no, no, I haven't no. seen it. So I'd rather just skip <laughs> Everybody I... knows it's bad. Everyone, and, and yeah. it's, it's, it was like a, uh, poorly marketed movie where it became like a kind of political thing and it's like that wasn't the point it's bad because they kind of turned into like a cartoon and mm-hmm. it, it missed yeah, the point of ghostbusters pretty drastically yeah it's and this, not it was a hollow piece of shit that's what it was it was a hollow piece of shit yeah it's and not no bad looks, because so. it's women it's bad because the script is bad the jokes are bad oh, God, yeah. literally everything is bad mm-hmm. it's not I mean, that like it's women 
Okay. There's like fart jokes in it. It's like <sighs> there's like a burp joke in Ghostbusters, but that's done with pretty quickly. And they're like the rest of the jokes are just this group of people that is, oh, I just whacked my mic. That's going to sound fucking great. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, it's just this group of people that's like really funny together. It's it's mm-hmm. lighting in a bottle where you have to get people with like the utmost chemistry, which I was really disappointed by because I like all all the actresses in the 2016 Ghostbusters. I think they're all really, really funny women. They're all great whenever they're on like Saturday Night Live together. I think they're all fantastically talented actresses. But just something about like the chemistry was kind of off. Yeah, and this new one looks like it has that that classic chemistry in there, which I'm super excited by. There's actually uh, a variety. I think it's variety, a variety, variety article with an interview of Bill Murray. And he says it's going to work. He actually believes in the script. So that makes me happy for the movie. He also <laughs> he also made the journalist wear a proton pack for an hour on the set. He's like, That's yeah, funny. see how heavy it is. <laughs> That's Put it really on. funny. It sounds like something he would do, too. Like, everybody's on board with it. Um, Whereas in the 2016 one, only Dan Aykroyd was on board with it. So, yeah. Like, if the crazy guy is the only one who believes in what you're doing, then I'll maybe be like, hey, we should probably change this. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, like, Ernie Hudson's in on it. Bill Murray's in on it. I I think all the all the kids look like they would have really good chemistry together as actors. I'm super excited for it. And I would be interested to know how because the game is canon, I guess now, right? Like, yeah, the game is officially canon. So I'm, I'm curious to see how it all fits together. It'd be great yeah. to, if like the rookie was yeah one of their grandfathers or, or one of their their dads or something. Have they yeah, said I, that? No, I think I think what the they're alluding to is that the kids are the grandchildren of Egon. Is what yeah, it is. I, all I, of them that's are the grandkids I, of Egon. <laughs> that that's kind of what I got from the from the trailer. It's two like siblings. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the that's the theory that I've heard. Where yeah, they're Egon's kids, which yeah. I think is it's one of those things where I think it is fitting because they're more sciencey. So like they take after Egon and his like completely obsessed science brain. But <laughs> like you understand what that means, we have to accept, right? Like they're if they're Egon's grandkid, that then, Egon. Then Egon had sex. (laughs) He got it on. (laughs) That is more believable than Palpatine. I mean, oh, oops, sorry. Never mind. (laughs) Oh, God. No, no. We're just keep going. (laughs) But like, it's time. I I, I think it's it'll it'll be fine. But like, I I I think what makes Egon so funny is that he's so obsessed with science that he doesn't understand anything else that's happening around him. To the point that he's in like mortal peril and he's like, oh, this is an interesting fact. Like, look at this. This is blue ectoplasm. Yeah. And it's like a monster's trying to kill him and he's just like completely unaware. <laughs> he's in his own little world. Yeah. So the idea that he had sex is, is will be interesting to see how they uh, if they just gloss over that. If they're just like, oh, I your grandfather was so into science. I remember when he ha- like we had you and he didn't even notice that you had grandkids. <laughs> uh, I, it'll be it'll be interesting. I think. I think they'll do it justice because all three of them are involved. And this is like uh, Harold Ramis's kind of brainchild. So I'm cautiously excited. Yep, yeah. Same. same. Mm-hmm. I've, I feel like the 2016 one, they were like, all right, we're going to make a movie. And with this one, they're like, OK, we're going to try to like live up to Harold Ramis's name. <laughs> Just like the tone I'm getting from it is completely different. Oh, I, I hope they I hope they do. Mm. Are you guys ready to move on to some questions, comments, memories? Sure. Yeah, you uh, said you had a lot for this one, didn't you? 
I have a decent amount, actually. Okay. So I'm going to try to read some of them quicker. How many, um, how many of them are just about the movies? <laughs> I'm not sure, but some, definitely. All right, first I'm going to read a couple, one from Nicholas Man- Mason. He said, I was there for the midnight release in Louisville, Texas, where they brought the fully restored original Ecto-1 for the event. Oh, so, yes, what? That's movie. awesome. <laughs> um, That's so fucking cool. Now, this is from a Ghostbusters Worldwide group, actually, is what I'm reading these from. And he's fr- another one from Joe Edwards. When it was originally released, my eldest son was entering this world. I sent my dad from the hospital to get me the game. And when we came home two days later, I played it in between feeds, naps, and changes. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's, That's really a good time because it comes to a point you ain't going to have any time. So. Yeah, that's, yeah. A sweet, that's a really sweet memory to have to this game, though. Yeah. So if anyone doesn't know, too, I live in Arizona and we have the Arizona Ghostbusters. We have the Arizona <laughs> Ghostbusters here. And like, I swear, at least like once a year, I'll just be driving somewhere. And all of a sudden, the Ecto-1 will just fly right by me. See, <laughs> you we need to switch areas, Stefan, because <laughs> there, I shit you not. There is a person in Virginia Beach. I don't know who they are. I don't know. Who, I don't know anything about this person i just see their car constantly somebody in virginia beach drives a a straight up umbrella core like fully modded jeep that has all of this like intense survival shit all over it like it's got like roll cages it's like built up it looks like it has plating on the side of it they have that and they have a like official company car with actual like lights on the top of it and like floodlights on the front it looks awesome. And I see uh, pictures of it online all the time. I'm like, I see that car constantly driving around Virginia Beach, and I don't know who this fucking person is. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I need to find them. So I, I, every now and then I see their car like in a parking lot. And I'm like, like, I might just wait here for an hour. I've, I've waited <laughs> in a parking lot for like half an hour. And I'm like, at some point, am I just like, what point is this going for me? Like really wanting to say hi. And I really appreciate your car to I am just stalking this person now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it didn't take too long, I don't think. Sound of it, where this is going. <laughs> I I haven't seen it personally, but I do know that someone here in Puerto Rico has an Ecto One that they bring to conventions and stuff. So that's um the one thing I wish I did in New York when we went that I didn't go. I might go back to New York just to do this when we were there. We didn't go by and see the uh, the Ghostbusters firehouse, and I really wish I did. That is literally the only reason I'm going to New York. Yep. <laughs> We just didn't have time, and I was like, "Oh man!" Like it, it, it was such. It, I looked it up, and it was like so out of the way. I'm like, I don't want to get in like a cab and like make people like I don't want to make my friend get in a cab and like go across the city for like 40 minutes to <laughs> take a picture of this firehouse because it's so out of the way of anything else we want to do. Yeah. Is 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 that place? Is there anything in that place? No. So actually, fun fact for everybody. Yep. Um, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> One fact for everybody. The inside of the firehouse was shot in. I think it was shot in L.A. Yep. The outside of the firehouse was just the like the front facing wall of the firehouse in New York City. So whenever you see like Ghostbusters HQ from the outside, it's a series of composite shots they did for the movie where the firehouse is in the shot. That's in New York. And then like the street is a composited image of a set in L.A. that they added in. So. You can go by and on the inside, it's just a I, I think it was shut down recently, but for a long time, it was just a functional fire station. They they still have it. They they reopened it. It's oh, they there. did reopen it as a fire station. Yeah, but they closed down uh, where Lewis Tully gets attacked by one of the dogs, the Fiddler's Green or whatever it yeah, is. That that place down. closed down. Yeah, yeah that shut yeah. down a while ago. Mm-hmm. Central Park. 
Yeah, we we didn't go to Central Park either, but um, I was like, well, it's closed. There's no, there's no point. I don't know if you go take a picture of where the place was that was in the movie. <laughs> like just a picture of me next to a tree, and it's like, and it's in this spot where a building <laughs> once stood. Where, <laughs> uh, not Harold Ramis. What the fuck was? God damn it! Was the the name of the actor who stopped acting? I can't think of his fucking name now. Rick Moranis. Yeah, where Rick Moranis was attacked by a ghost dog. <laughs> All right, Ooh. I'm gonna read some more now. Greatly missed. Uh, Nick from Nick Confer. I still have my shoebox, polo, and license plate from the manager's box with the collector's edition of this game. Uh, I don't get this question, but maybe you guys will. From Joshua Lawton. What about the Twinkie? Oh, oh yeah, that's a big <laughs> Twinkie. <laughs> okay. Reference to the game or something? The movie. Yeah, no, it's the movie. movie yeah. When uh, Egon is explaining to Winston the whole paranormal thing. And yeah, he, it's the psycho. Says, that's a big Twinkie. Yeah, it's the psychokinetic energy that's building up in this city. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from Anthony Rongo, the first Ghostbusters game to truly give you a Ghostbusters experience. Not yep. wrong. Yeah, absolutely is. You're completely yep. right. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, this one from Donald Hayes said, I waited at GameStop for the midnight release and played it all night. Didn't get very far in the game that night. To be honest, I spent most of the time walking around the firehouse. It was nice <laughs> to look at all the detail that you couldn't see by just watching the movie. Yeah, I, I love that uh, Janine is taking phone calls the entire time, too. <laughs> it's funny, too. Ghostbusters. <laughs> they told me I couldn't get <laughs> off work. I told him if the city is under attack, I should get off work. And you know what? I went to t- I went to go talk to Dr. Egon and he wrote it into my contract with print pencil that I couldn't take off work in the event of an apocalypse. <laughs> I know. Right, I'll go I talk one to more. All right. Bye. <laughs> one more from the Ghostbuster group that I'll read a couple from Overblood. Dave Warner Jr. So I pre-ordered through GameStop so I could get the slime figurine. Ghostbusters t-shirt, etc. They offered for pre-orders. Then when I went to arrive, <laughs> pick it up a few months later on release day, they didn't have any of the pre-order goodies like they said. Wow. Oh. GameStop, that's shitty. That that sucks. Like that's not a good ever. That is that's that is that's stupid. I I I'm usually not that guy, but I think in that case I'd be like, okay, well, I obviously want my money back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's because I did buy um, something and you're not I hate when I understand like they have like a limited supply. That's like a whole marketing strategy to like sell more than you have to, you know, fake demand. But that's a really shitty practice and companies should stop doing that, mm. especially airlines. Fuck you, airlines. But <laughs> oh, I got to get an airline soon. Speaking of airlines. But OK, I've got to get an airline. Got to get on an airline. I'm not buying an airline. <laughs> yeah. OK, <laughs> stay tuned for the games. My mom found airline. <laughs> we are really diversifying our portfolios. Here. Oh, man. All right, this one from Sebastian Gomez. If you could make a new Ghostbusters game, what kind of gameplay would you want? I would just want this. Yeah, I think this. Um, yeah, just this, I think. I don't okay. know. With uh, less bosses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wasn't it Sebastian Games, Mike? Yeah. No? yeah, Sebastian. That's what I always say. You said it was Gomez. It is Gomez. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure it's Games. Um, I don't know. I, if. I I think I would want this, but I would be interested to see like it. This is asking a lot, but and no, nobody fucking does this. But it'd be interesting to see like demos for different styles of games. Like, I don't know what a first person Ghostbusters would look like. Mm-hmm. I, I like that this is third person. I like seeing the proton pack. I like seeing the suit. I like I like seeing all the flashing lights on it. The thing, I, it looks dangerous. Like the best part about the proton packs is that they look like they're going to explode at any point. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I enjoy wrong. seeing that. It'd be interesting to see other styles of gameplay, but I I think this kind of nailed it. Yeah, you know, I agree. You know what? I I 
think I, I was kind of thinking uh kind of take the luigi's mansion inspiration i was gonna uh, say that <laughs> right. and oh. like instead of going to different levels or different places just one concentrated level full mm. with full exploration where you can just go wherever you want in that in that i don't know hotel or mansion or whatever whatever the place is a cast haunted castle or something you find different ghosts and, you know, like Luigi's Mansion, just try or, you know, Luigi's Mansion slash Resident Evil style where you find keys or something to open up different places. I don't know. Something like that. Maybe <laughs> I think um, I want to say they made this when the 2016 movie came out as like a marketing thing. Um, and someone will have to correct me on this because I'm, I'm not going to look it up because I don't even know how I'd go about looking it up. But <laughs> does anyone remember that fight? Like, has anyone ever been to an arcade? Like a real arcade and seeing those like firefighter games where you yeah. have like you know what I'm talking about, where you have like the hose that you have to mm -hmm. control. Yeah. I have always wanted a Ghostbusters game in the style of that arcade machine. There actually is one. They have a couple down here at the um like pizza places. Like it's called Peter Piper, but they have some there. It's they it's like a yeah, it's, well, it's like it's like one of those ones where you sit in it and it has like the roof over it and everything, and you're kind of right. like yeah. But you actually like control like the proton pack. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. I've always wanted to play something like that. We never had. Um, I, we have like the only thing close to an arcade out here is we have a Dave and Buster's. But Dave and Buster's is always kind of like generic arcade games. Um, Not to shit on Dave and Dave and Buster's, but like <laughs> you're not going to get the like obscure, weird arcade games that kind of what I, not to be a hipster. But that to me is like the spirit of an arcade. Is having those like weird games that one person plays. <laughs> they just like is really good at. That's a really good business model uh, there, huh? It's a terrible <laughs> business model, and it's why arcades <laughs> failed. But it's like my favorite part of going to conventions is playing like these really obscure arcade cabinets that like aren't particular, like didn't particularly sell well, and their whole premise is kind of weird. Like I fucking I. I fucking rock at pinball. I play the shit out of pinball. When we went to 2D Con, I played um like a James Bond themed pinball game for like for like probably three hours each day trying to get the high <laughs> score. And I got pretty fucking close. I got really close. So I, I like those like obscure arcade cabinets. I I wish we had uh arcade out here that kind of still catered to that the closest i could get is like going to like a cc's pizza and those aren't really obscure <laughs> so much as they are 20 years old and like yeah. everyone kind of forgot about you know cabela hunting in the back uh -huh. or the, like that that one golf game that has the fucking ball for some reason <laughs> i know you're talking about we had we had it's, one of those at one of my jobs it, it's in every cc's pizza across the nation <laughs> all right i got uh a couple more things before, to read yes before you continue uh, i know that it's not part of the question that uh Sebastian asked, uh, sure. but earlier when I was watching the, the the movies, I think that it's because the goddamn Ghostbusters theme song kept <laughs> popping up. My brother came up to me and he was like, are you watching a series or something? I keep hearing Ghostbusters over and over uh, <laughs> during the day. And I was and I and it made me think that may that it could be an interesting idea to have a Ghostbusters like live action series on Netflix or something like them I, dealing yeah. with a monster of the week type of thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's not out of the question to have. It could be cool. I don't know. I I um I feel like if, if like if Afterlife does well, that would make a lot of sense for them to do because they've got like say Afterlife does really well and they don't need to bring back like Paul Rudd or the mom. 
just have like a kids Ghostbusters show. That'd be, mm-hmm. I think, I feel like that would be really interesting. I feel like there's a good uh, resurgence of, I mean, there's always like a resurgence of like 80s and 90s style going on, but like, uh, I just watched a John Mulaney special with the John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch, which is like, it's like stylistically, it is a, it's not even a parody. It's just stylistically a throwback to like old variety shows. But I feel like there is a market for that kind of thing to be like, hey, we're going to make this like old, we're going to take this old movie and we're going to turn it into like a Monster of the Week show. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. Well, to answer, to actually answer to that, Sony was developing a Ghostbusters TV show, but it was going to take place in 3035. Like, <laughs> in the future. Christ. That's and, too much. That's too yeah. much going on. And everyone was like, no, we don't want that. <laughs> and yeah. then they just stopped it. <laughs> Ghostbusters does not. Yeah, that wouldn't work for Ghostbusters. That's mm-hmm. like that's like how they ended uh like at like the Evil Dead series as a joke, but it would still work for that series because just because thematically that series is such a over the top joke the entire time. Mm-hmm. But like Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. kind of what makes Ghostbusters so good is that it is so grounded despite all these ghosts existing. Yeah. yeah. You gotta have that like you gotta have it take place like either modern times or recent like recent past kind of ground that technology i got three more to read um one from jerry klein said this game is better than it has any right to be wrong yeah Yeah. um absolutely two comments from michael hughes one said i'm not the only one who stopped to destroy the entire bar mitzvah room right no (laughs) you're not (laughs) apparently you and mike just hate bar mitzvahs (laughs) yeah what do you what do you what do you got against bar mitzvahs man what do you got Uh, extreme jealousy Never got to, up, I'm not going to. up. <laughs> what? What's your stuff, Mike? I actually, <laughs> I was extremely jealous of. I had a friend who was Jewish, and uh, <laughs> I was extremely jealous that he got a bar mitzvah. And so long he spent telling me he was like, "Why?" And I was like, "Oh no, you just like you get to, like this own special party." And he's like, "It's not what it like. It's not like a crazy party." I'm like, "It just sounds so cool to me." Like yeah. that you get this like special party. And then I went to it and I was just like, oh, it's just like old people. Like it's just a birthday party <laughs> with more old people there. Exactly. In my mind, it was like the Jewish version of like a quinceanera where it was like, we're going to bring in the entire oh, family. No. And it's oh, gonna no. be crazy. oh, baby. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> I always, okay. As a kid, I always wanted I always wanted apartments in a quinceanera. But as a pasty white kid from Virginia, family, <laughs> 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 it was not, ex- not accessible to me. Uh, no. father, father, could I please uh. have a quinceanera this year? I know I'm 26, but I feel I'm owed. Okay. All right. The other thing from Hugh, from Michael Hughes is he said, I got to say, one s'mores into the breach might be my favorite trophy name ever. Oh, yeah. And the last comment I'm going to read from Dominic Chichoki, a previous guest of the show. I know I butchered his last name. said, what is the re- a couple of things he says. What is the re- relevancy of Ghostbusters today? Why does it matter so much to people? And why is it the same nostalgic canon as Star Wars Indiana Jones. Anybody uh, want to take that? I'll give you three minutes. <laughs> I know it could I'll let a lot you guys longer. answer it. Three minutes of bank. Um, <laughs> so read the question again so that I can mentally prepare. <laughs> this is too much work. <laughs> he said, what? what is the re- relevancy of Ghostbusters today? Why does it matter so much to people? Why is it the same nostalgic canon as Star Wars Indiana Jones? Um, I would say the relevancy of it today is it's kind of like it's kind of like the prototypical example of a of like an ensemble cast comedy. Like if you want to do a good comedy with a 
a group of characters, Ghostbusters is kind of what you're going for. You've got all your different characters working together. You got like everyone has their specific skill, which is pretty different. Like Venkman's kind of like the talker. Ray is like the optimistic. Uh, like uh, he's like a physicist, right, Ray? Um, I think so. And Egon's like you're all together. Like he is pure science. Like he just he is like the science builder. And then you have Winston, who's like the everyman who kind of like brings them back to reality. And like he's also he also becomes like the paranormal researcher. He's he becomes kind of like not the leader of the group, but he, he's what allows the group to exist in the real life. Mm-hmm. So I'd say it's like the prototypical comedy of kind of what you need to do. If if you want to have a comedy with like a number of people, you need to base it off Ghostbusters. Not saying have those characters exactly, but have that like understand that those dynamics because they work so well together. Mm-hmm. Okay, I agree. that's a good answer. Yeah. All right, I think it's time to move on to Shelfer Box. <laughs> Just pulled all that out of my ass. I have no idea if any of that sounded good. <laughs> like yeah, it's like fun. in Family Feud. Good answer. Good yeah. answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Emmanuel, since you're like, a special is guest. Is it on the board and it's like the like two paragraphs written out of what I just said and the whole thing was on the survey board? It's just like, okay, sure. It's just like a fucking, like it keeps folding out <laughs> onto the stage. Uh, okay, Emmanuel, how about you, Shelferba? Uh, you know, this was a really, really really good game uh, for a licensed game i mean like i know that we've gotten a lot of good licensed games now over the years uh, like i said like i mentioned earlier batman arkham asylum and others um this this was really more so than than any other like licensed game i want to say because this one feels like it is actually a part of the universe where it uh, it takes all of its inspiration and and continuation from. Mm. Um, I I really like this game, like more so than the first time that I played it. Like I said, I was probably my biggest gripe the first time that I played it was that original character that I was so against the idea of that. But this time I actually managed to enjoy it more so. Uh, it's not what about its flaws, obviously. Like I stated before, it has maybe too many boss battles, and uh, maybe maybe it's not uh, the idea of having too many boss battles. Maybe it's the idea that they are so repetitive at times uh, of just having to do the exact same thing over and over again. Um, but you know, busting ghosts makes me feel good. It's <laughs> just. It just it's just a really fun game, especially when you have it on casual because you don't die. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I really like this game and it's this is going to be the first shelf that I give in this in this show. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't shelved anything uh, like you the mean first... you didn't what? show the holiday special? Damn, <laughs> Get... I can't believe that. Is this the Look, first good uh, game we brought you on for? <laughs> Shut up, Mike. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I. What was what? I I boxed Killer Seven. I boxed the holiday special, and I boxed Legacy of Goku too. So yeah, this is the first shelf that I give. Wow, <laughs> I'm surprised about Killer Seven. I thought that one was. I thought everyone was gonna like that one. No, no, I Ooh. think uh, you got to remember one of, of us doesn't uh, like horror games at all. Yeah. That's currently mm. on this episode and it isn't me. Yeah, <laughs> even if it is you, though, <laughs> I, I like horror games more than you do. 
And I mean, I like this game, and you guys keep saying that this is kind of a horror game, so... Hey, so when's that Resident Evil playthrough gonna happen? Uh, Mike, what about you? How Shelfer box, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go next. Um, this is going on the shelf. I, don't worry, I'll, I really uh, hang back at Mike by making him play the entire Stalker franchise, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed this game. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Like, when we first put it on the show, I was like, okay, I beat this back in 2010 or 2011. I don't really had great feelings for it. I'm like, okay, I'll play it again. I forgot almost everything of this of this game. Like when I went through it, it was almost a brand new experience. I remembered nothing. And I, I had a decent time. Like I played through it very quickly. As I said earlier, just cause I'm so busy. So I'm like very conscious of my time because I'm editing. I got games I'm trying to play. I got work. So I'm just like very concentrated, but I, I did enjoy what I played. I'm really glad that I took the time out and had this on the show to finally play through it again. So going on the shelf and I'm, I'm glad we picked it. How about you, Stu? Uh, well, obviously I'm just, Straight off, I'm going to say this game is going on my shelf. Um, absolutely going on my shelf. And I like to echo Emmanuel. It had some weak moments. The boss battles were certainly the weakest part of the game. But for me, just the absolute highs of the rest of the game were so, so high that I was just like, I was having fun the entire time. Like I to I even say like sometimes when playing the games I'll like I'll hop on uh, Skype calls with other people and like talk to them while I'm playing the game and kind of like just do other things. And this game, I was like, <laughs> like Sam and Christian, who were previous guests were like, Hey, talk to us while you're playing this game. I was like, no, I'm, I'm invested. I want to like, I, this is a good one. <laughs> I'm going to be a hundred percent in tune to what's going on right now. <laughs> and so I just had so much fun, uh, jumping back. It felt like jumping into a, a new ghostbusters movie. I'm almost, I'm almost glad I didn't play it 10 years ago. Cause I don't know if I would have appreciated it so much 10 years ago as I did as I did playing it now. Um, just going back in and get like the the classic Ghostbusters writing is in there. The lines are all hilarious. Just the the character interaction between like actual Bill Murray and actual Hale Hamas talking to each other is it's just so nostalgic in the best ways. And like the level design was great. The the horror aspects of it were great it was a pure ghostbusters game through and through i just had so much fun so it's absolutely going on my shelf couldn't i cannot say enough great things about how much fun i had playing this uh oh by the way it's something that we did not mention the the soundtrack the music which oh yeah i think that they use very well yeah. using like uh a lot of the the old tracks not only the ghostbusters theme but also the um, God, the main menu theme, I forget which. I, I just like the I atmospheric music from the original movies. They just yeah. uh, back and, in. Uh, also, when in the, uh, I think that's in the cemetery, the last part, if you stand in front of Winston when he's riding the Ecto 1, mm. uh, he starts like, God damn it, honking, but it's oh. the wah, wah. So it's, oh, that's great. It, it's, like it's, it. it's such a good, such a great <laughs> sound design as well. Like, really amazing. It would have been so easy to overuse the Ghostbusters theme because it's so iconic. Yeah. And you only hear it really twice in this game at the very beginning with like the opening credits and at the very end with the closing credits. And it's the perfect bookend. There's like this is the beginning of the story. This is the end of the story. You have just experienced Ghostbusters. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> if if the boss battles were were a little bit better, if they had just cleaned them up, this would be one of my favorite games of all time. That's like the only thing holding it back. Oh, wow. It's been a lot of fun playing this. 
Like I genuinely agree. laughed out loud. That's kind of rare. I agree. Uh, how about you, Stefan? I think I know the answer. But... <laughs> You're about to say, how about you start again? <laughs> <laughs> no, this time I purposely picked Stefan to go last. As he said, I picked him the first the last couple times. So I purposely let you go last. <laughs> People die every day, right? <laughs> I, I I was like walking around yesterday and thinking of that line and just randomly laughing because of how funny it was to me. <laughs> that funny, that shit does not happen. I I don't play games and laugh out loud because of them and then think about the game the next day and laugh about them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um yeah, so <laughs> yes, it is obvious this is going on my shelf. Um first off this was like the thing that every Ghostbusters fan ever wanted. A true trilogy, a true sequel. And we got it. We finally got it. Like, holy fuck. And uh, not only that, but we finally got to have Harold Ramis give us another performance before he passed away. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, obviously. But this is going to sound weird. Ghostbusters, to me, has always been like a heartwarming way to understand the supernatural. Mm-hmm. And... Dan Aykroyd's weird, crazy <laughs> mime. That makes sense. That makes all perfect sense to me. Yeah. But like it, it, you know, I've always loved Ghostbusters. And I think even on my dying bed, I'll think of the movies and, you know, the times I shared with like my family and obviously playing in front of the TV as a little kid with my proton pack on. So <laughs> this this game was like everything I wanted. And, and uh, it's going on my shelf. So. You know, I've been slimed for life. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, love how, I love how we didn't even talk about how Bankman, like, has been pursuing the doctor the entire time. And then she gets slimed by Slimer at the very end of the game. Yeah. And that's all it takes for him to be completely disinterested in her forever. He just <laughs> walks away from her. Like, yeah. ah. He's a complete asshole. Oh, he's awful. Yeah. He's a terrible human being. I mean, that's not... Okay. But it's Bill ah. Murray, so he's got that weird charm where, like, Bill Murray could... Bill Bill Murray, I think, is one of the few actors that could like play like Hitler or Stalin and make them like weirdly likable. He's just got that much charm. <laughs> he's like the Jojo Rabbit guy. I forget yeah, his like, name. He's Psycho like, 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 yeah. yeah. He's, he's just got that like that perfect, like unadulterated charm that just radiates off him where he could play the worst people on the planet, but you're still like, I love you. You're you're still yeah. Bill Murray. You're still great. <laughs> All right. I think I should introduce what lovely game we're going to be playing next week, because this was my pick, and I'm very excited for it. We mm. are going to be playing Metal Gear Solid uh-huh. next week. Yeah. Metal Gear. Behind the, like the, uh, the first yeah. actual like 3D Metal Gear we've played. Yeah, we played two top-down ones, and after playing Metal Gear 2 and then playing Metal Gear Solid, God, I'm catching so many references. So <laughs> stay tuned next week for a three-hour podcast, because... Oh. That's Jeez. probably going to happen. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. going to be a fucking long one. <laughs> I foretold yeah. that a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, would Wouldn't it be funny if that episode was Come only on like now. half an hour long? Like, it just started where, like, the game's great, and shelver box, let's go. All right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, our only review is, like, game's good, play it. <laughs> We've done this for 56 regular episodes. Yeah, that's never going to happen. <laughs> My favorite part is uh, next week, inevitably, Mike's going to be like, I don't think this one's going to be so long. It's going to be like a six-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. won't, I won't let it be that long. <laughs> I, I'm a little worried. I like I was I was a little worried about Resident Evil because I knew that one was gonna be long, but I didn't know it was going to be. Was it Resident Evil like three hours or something? Yeah. Oh I my god! There's so many times we were during that. Rec- 
recording where I had to leave and go do something important somewhere else and come yeah. back. Because there's like three hours. It's like, Jesus Christ. We had, we had three people who are in love with the Resident Evil series and Mike. <laughs> so it's just like, it was like, it's like how they torture. It's like how they torture terrorists in Guantanamo. It's like, you just have the three of us in a room and be like, oh, and then Wesker said this and then he did that. And it was so cool. And they're just like, I'll talk. I'll talk. All right. I got two things. Well, I got two things I want to say after I get the quick shout out. To Bobby, aka Mike Stoney, for his awesome intro and outro we have on our show from the Cool Kids Squad from the ZP Bite the Bullet. You'll see a, a link to his YouTube channel at the bottom of the show notes of this episode. Uh, two things that I want to say. Huh? Hey, good answer. Good answer. Ding! <laughs> All right. One thing I want to say is first I want to thank I want to thank the Lord and Savior for not shaking Puerto Rico so we can have Manuel on the show. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. It's like Thank you. This is a week you. of all the worst things happening. And the joke is I'm kind of an atheist, so that's also part of the joke. But, <laughs> but I am thankful that, because I, I made a joke. I'm like, Emmanuel's going to be on the show if Puerto Rico doesn't shake shake too much. And, and nobody yeah. commented on my joke. I'm like, oh, was that kind of bad? Because I feel terrible for what's happening. Like, I don't think it's funny. <laughs> it's funny to me that, like, Emmanuel had made a comment and, and Google had translated it. And I know Emmanuel didn't mean to say this, but the translation said the idiots are coming to fuck in the morning. I'm like, hmm, okay, Emmanuel, okay. It's a weird Puerto Rican phrase, I don't know. <laughs> what? And, I, uh, and I sent them the screenshot at another previous guest of the show, which is laughing his ass off, too, because he saw the same thing. And I'm just like, oh, but I am glad that you were safe, Emmanuel, that the earthquakes have finally stopped. Uh, they haven't stopped, but oh, uh, okay. they, it, it's, it's not, it, we're starting to, you know, trying to get used to it because it, it, the thing is that now it, it was the south flakes that were starting to tremble and now it's the north ones and now oh, we're gosh. like it's it's we actually share i shared a, a meme yesterday it's in spanish sorry but it's like a tag <laughs> team it's like a tag team uh a wrestling uh meme because it's like uh like it says like the south flakes are like tag teaming the north flakes so that they can <laughs> Uh, do a finisher on us or something like that. I don't know. It, it's, yeah. That's sad and funny at the same time. I mean, okay, here's the deal. We, we Puerto Ricans, we just, yeah, we suffer a lot, but we also like like to, to make everything a joke as well to try to make it true, you know? Like, <laughs> like I hell, like on uh, January 31st, people were, uh, in, in some of the towns, people were celebrating, were uh, throwing fireworks and shit and, and, and Treating it like it was a New Year's Eve again. <laughs> I had the I had the like the funniest selfish thought earlier this week where I was like, because I I had just got screwed with crunch. Like I said, I worked so fucking much this uh, beginning of this week, and I was like, I was like, man, I really hope the the earthquakes in Puerto Rico stop, and Emmanuel can be on the podcast because if I can't be on the podcast, I can't come on the pod. I can't skip the episode with the reason of like. Oh, yeah, like, sorry, one of our guests isn't here because there's an earthquake and he might die. And the other one's a little tired. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Like, you just ruined my excuse if I can't make it. <laughs> the other one's a little tired. Oh, it's a little tired. Yeah, come on. Damn earthquakes. Ruining my tiredness. This is like, shit. <laughs> okay, that, that was oh, fun. God. I'll get you next time, earthquakes. Next time. By the way, all right, took, and uh, the last thing six years of Spanish in fucking school, the only thing I use it for is to laugh at shit Emmanuel posts on Facebook. That's the only <laughs> reason for it. I've said that multiple times, but every time I like something that you post on Facebook, I'm like, that was six years wasted. 
<laughs> All that education. Totally down or the gained, toilet. you know. So, me. <laughs> So like this meme, meme like, about boy. the Puerto Rican mayor. That's all it is. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. Last thing we're going to say before I wrap up is kind of a congratulations to me in a sense. I have recently given up pop, and I'm 32 days or so pop-free, which is this coming from a guy who drinks two, one to two two liters of soda a day for people who don't use the word pop. Or if you're in Texas, Coke. I drank uh, two two liters of Mountain Dew Coke every Jesus. day. That is you know, a lot of soda, Mike. That is why <laughs> I lost four Careful. pounds already. Yeah, be careful because that's what I did. Like, I at some point I just stopped drinking soda altogether. It wasn't like a concerted effort. I was just like, I started drinking like flavored water instead, and I just stuck with it randomly. I actually, I, I accidentally quick soda, and then I went back and I had a Coke the other day, and I was like, my heart's gonna explode. I won't go near. I, I, I see it, and I'm like, oh, I miss you. Oh, I miss. And I, I feel like people who are hanging out outside uh, Stefan's gas station. Yeah, yeah, yeah all the and I'm just yeah, like, oh. Stefan's got like all these goddamn sh- all this goddamn shit happening at his gas station. The fucking Puerto Rico's <laughs> about to shake into the sea. It's just like there is so much that happened this week where I was, like I was convinced I was like the podcast just isn't gonna happen. Like there's no way it's gonna happen this weekend. <laughs> okay. It will I will come on the show and talk by myself for something well, if I have to. I, I, so much going it on. It was really funny because like I thought that and then like Sam on Facebook randomly was like if the world, if they said the world was going to end at ten, then Mike would find a way to, to, to record an episode at nine and publish it. It's not <laughs> wrong. And I was like, "Yep, yeah, that's accurate." I was like, "I did not talk to him about that." It's just that was really funny. Yep, <laughs> it was funny. It wasn't wrong either. All three of us get screwed this week, and it's just Mike. I know he'll still record the episode himself. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we are. The show must go on. All right. Uh, well, actually, the show must end now. I have to go pick up my wife. Oh, oh boy! Oh. Oh, I said dear. I will be done at nine. Like I'll I'll leave to go pick you up at nine. It's currently nine twenty where we're at. Oh, okay. I haven't left. <laughs> well, I think I've got the perfect way to end this episode. Yes. Should yes. we let the rookie drive the car? <laughs> 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 What's the response? Uh, All together. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm lost. I All right, forgot. I, I, I forgot, forgot that part. Should we let the rookie drive the car? Nah, nah. <laughs> I forgot that part. <laughs> well, uh, that's it. All right, that's, 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 that's everything for this, this week. Hey. All right, bye, everybody. Nah. Joe Bruin. <laughs>